Good morning, Mr. Kyle Crosby. Mr. Ike Lamon, it has been a while. I know. I missed you, my man. Yeah. I'm, it's troubling how much I miss you. I'm just going to say it out loud. I, so, <laughs> <laughs> did you miss me or did you just miss recording? Oh, so there's a thing about that habits. hurts my heart you no, asked me that co- question. I'm just kidding. I'm no, just kidding. That's okay. I actually missed you too. In fact, I even text you saying, hey, I know we're not recording last week and, and I miss you. Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it takes like, what, 15 repetitions or something like that to form a habit? Is that what it is? Is it 15? I don't know. It's something that's not astronomical. Mm, that's That'd be interesting to look up. So this is episode 20. 20. This is episode 20, everybody. So uh, I, this is habit. Happy 20. This is habit, bro. This is so habit. I am uh, very excited to be back in studio with you. Um, and uh, I, it was strange. So so for everybody listening right now, all of the people, all the people. All the people. Um, <clears throat> we had two weeks off. We had Memorial Day weekend. And then last weekend... Uh, we had I had family in town. We did a bunch of stuff. Oh, but I didn't even go camping. I didn't even tell you yeah, that. Yeah, that's that's fine. No, I know it's I fine. Mean, I just fuck. like I, I mean, I guess I no. lied to you. <laughs> no, no, I was supposed to go camping, but I didn't. So anyway, we're back. Episode twenty. Episode twenty. That's a milestone. It really should be. Anyway, so is it or is it episode twenty five? I don't know. What I, I don't. I mean, they're all milestones. Let's be honest. There they are. Episode three was a milestone. I don't even remember episode three, but I'm sure it was fantastic. It's a milestone that this thing ever started. Yeah, that's true. Like you got like high school reunions. It's like is the five, ten, fifteen, twenty? Do they even do it? Do they do a twenty-five? Uh, see, I don't know. <clears throat> I'm thinking like wedding anniversaries. It's usually like twenty-five, fifty, right? Are the two big ones? N- no. Well, there's like stones. There's there's like like each year is a, a fucking if Bill Arbogast was here <laughs> that he he's slacking seriously. It's been a long time since we've given Bill shit or uh, seen his face. It's gonna happen a lot today. I feel um, I've seen his face recently, but it was very briefly, and and he was just like I don't know. Bill, miss seeing your face, miss. Sitting, seeing you sitting in this chair across from us, even the fictitious bill, we got to talk to you about it a little bit more. But there's milestones, so um, uh, like there's a stone you're supposed to get for your spouse, and it's never for the dude, right? But it's like, uh, oh, like um, you're actually supposed to get a rock. Yeah, like a rock. It's like a, there's a diamond anniversary, there's a, a sapphire anniversary, oh. there's a um. I think there's an emerald anniversary. There's, you know, there's so many the, gemstones. The the jewelers of the world came up sure. with this fucking scheme. Them and Hallmark got together and said, "Oh, how can we make people spend some more money?" Huh? You never knew about that. I n- well, I'm not gonna get my wife gemstones like that. So. How many fucked up holidays are there out there that are just exist and and were were built by companies to make money? Like truly, mm-hmm. truly, mm-hmm. how many are out there? There's a lot. There has to be a lot. Well, so there's that whole. There's a calendar of like National Donut Day and shit. Like, who petitions to get National Donut Day a day? That's that's like recognized. Who does that? Is yeah. it Krispy Kreme? I mean, who does that? True. Because there's like and there's a and they all fall like on the same day. Like it's not only National Donut Day today, but National 
don't pee your pants day and national yeah. wear yellow socks day. Yeah. It's like <laughs> that I I read a I I listened to a podcast about about this, I don't know, years ago. Um and it was like Oh shit! I can't hardly remember. But this this lady was she knew every national day. Like you could Jeez. you could you could tell a day of the year, April twenty seventh, and she'd tell you, "Oh, that's National Hug Your Sister Day," or "You Got a Sibling Day," or whatever. Yeah. yeah. And um, and then Facebook jumped on it, and so everybody's like, "You got to post a picture of your sibling, post a picture mm-hmm. of your cat, mm-hmm. no, you know, your dog, like your garden, whatever it is. It's National Something Day." But the ones that like. The ones that, that, like, there's a lot of pressure around, like Sweetest Day, even Valentine's Day, they, they, they don't, what do they really exist for? I mean, come on. It's all consumerism, right? It's all buying shit. Yeah. Yeah. There's no real, like, February 14th, you don't love your, your partner any more than you love them no. February 13th, and you I, know? <laughs> my wife always gives me grief. I do not give flowers often. Oh, okay. I'm not a flower giver because I just like, you know, you have them for a couple of days and then they're dead. And, that, but anyways, that's, that's a pretty dude directed. A- absolutely. But so <laughs> I used to joke with her. She goes, are you going to give me flower for, flowers for Valentine's day? I'm like, no, because it doesn't mean anything. Wouldn't it be more special if I got you flowers just on a random day than the day that everyone tells me I'm supposed to get you flowers? Uh-huh. I don't know if she appreciates that still. Yeah, but, but but do you get her random flowers? <laughs> no. See, so you got to back that shit up with something real, man. I mean, if you're gonna, if you're, gonna, I mean, I have, if you're gonna throw the line out there. I think I could count the number of times I've gotten Sam flowers on one hand. So. Mm. I used to be so I used to be a big flower guy. I would buy flowers, and then um, and then it was like, uh, and then I was told that. They're just going to die anyway, so you don't need to do that. It's like, okay. But then when you don't do it, it's like, oh, I've noticed you haven't got any flowers in a while. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> oh, okay. But it's, it, yeah, it's um, Valentine's Day is one of those days that it's like, well, it's, it's not even February yet, and you see the boxes of chocolate, yep. the, the heart-shaped chocolate yeah. boxes and shit show up in the stores and the, and the cards and the balloons and the flowers. And the, okay, here's, here's like, if you go to, go to Festival Foods, this would be fucking awesome, actually. Go to Festival Foods on February 14th at like 5 p.m. <laughs> and see <laughs> how many dudes are perusing the little bouquet and card aisle, you know the spot with all yep. the little bouquets of yep. flowers? And it's like you always see the dudes walking up, and they're like holding this bouquet of flowers like like it's a <laughs> like it's a garden <laughs> hose or something. They're just like waiting in line. It's like, ah, doing my duty, you know? And it's like, why? Yeah. At, at, at what level does that mean anything? You know, other than it's like, shit, I just finished work. I didn't buy anything. I'm on my way home. Oh, I can swing into Festival Foods, pick up some dish soap and some flowers, and and bring them home and surprise the little lady. Does the little lady really get surprised? Does she know? No, yeah, right. You know, how many I, women I don't know? think so. Maybe that's my problem. I don't. I don't think I've bought flowers from a grocery store. No, no. It's always been like through a flower shop delivered 
Mm-hmm. Well, you which put, exponentially that, that shows it, intent. Yeah, it shows intent, but it exponentially increases your cost from a. Yeah, but they're way better flowers. Oh, absolutely. I'm not yeah. saying that they aren't, but makes it a lot less. Makes me a lot less wanting to go buy them regularly. So I tell you what, you'll. I think so. Like when my kids were little, um, like dragging my kids to the flower shop was difficult, you know, and it's like. I, I could buy flowers from everybody, but a lot of times when my kids are little, maybe they'd want to pick something out for their mom, mm-hmm. right? But if you take them to a flower shop, and now granted, I got four kids, so it's like um, they uh, they want to get flowers. It's like it's kind of easier to go to festival or go to a store because oh, they, sure. they can go in and like, I want the pink ones, I want the yellow ones, yep. I want the white ones, so they can just do their own thing. That's when I would say I bought flowers from a grocery store yeah. more often like for for my kids and stuff well like there's just the convenience there yeah it's always like i think i mean saying that part of the fun of like father's day and mother's day and and stuff like that and valentine's day when you've got kids is taking your kids and even your birthday your sweet ass yeti yeti mug right there. yeah i'm rocking son. this water yeah. bottle that's freaking I could take this thing deer hunting. Well, it's, it's Hunter Orange. Hunter that's, Orange. I think it's that's right. I bet fuck. you that's why he picked it. Because he knows his dad's a hunter. You don't, you don't no. think? No. He thought, no. No? Dude, that's got Dude, a cool three. top on it. I, I oh, wasn't yeah, expecting yeah. that. So I had the request to have a top like this instead of like a sucky one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get back to the sound effects. Everybody, Kyle just got this new sweet ass Yeti. It's it's like a it's a water bottle. It's stainless steel, but it's got a sweet little top on it that looks like it screws in. He's yep, working it on does. it right now. Fancy. Can you hear the audio? Yeah. Nicely done. It's awesome. I love it. Nice, 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 nice. So yes, my three year old picked it out, and no, it was not because I was a hunter. Um, he just likes bright colors. Oh, well, good for you. So he's in the phase now of his favorite color is blue, mm-hmm. but he doesn't grasp the fact that other people can like blue too. Oh, so like if we're playing or something, or for instance, he wouldn't have gotten me a blue mug because his favorite color is blue. Oh, because it's his. It's his, That's awesome. His favorite color oh, I love it. I love it. So, so no one else can have the blue as their favorite color. Right. So Does, I'm trying to get him to understand like other people can like blue also. <laughs> does he, um, does he, does it bother him that other people like blue? Huh? I, it depends. Like sometimes I'll be like, like, well, we'll be playing Hot Wheels or something like that. And uh, he has a bunch of blue Hot Wheels. And he goes, oh, I'm going to be this one. And he picks out a blue. I'm like, oh, I'm going to pick this one. And he goes, no, I like, I'm blue. You can be a different color. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, we both can be blue because you have multiple blues. It's okay. Yeah. And so it kind of gets the point across. But mm. well, sometimes it's a struggle. He's three. Well, you know, when you think it. about it, though, like with a lot of games, there's never only, there's only one blue. Right. You look at board games and. Right. There's only one blue, so so only one person can be blue. Yeah, So and that's a great point. So we were at my mom's uh, last night for dinner, and she has this Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Okay, you remember oh, Rock'em yeah, Sock'em Robots? yeah, fucking awesome. Okay, technology has increased. They now have Rock'em Sock'em Robots about the same size, but there's sensors on each side, and you physically, like, punch into the sensors without actually hitting it, and it's like a laser, and so when you physically punch the laser like makes the guy punch what yeah i'm no sure it way was, yeah it was i'm sure it's some like cheap chinese thing but it was fun it was cool so we were that playing. sounds awesome so we were playing because he just they just got it and uh 
But of course, yeah, he had to be the blue guy. Yeah. And then there's a mode where you can turn it on one versus the computer mode. Oh. And then, so I flipped that switch because I was tired of playing. <laughs> and uh, the computer took over the blue side. So oh, he was like, shit. it's not working. He goes, the red guy's not fighting back. I'm like, you're supposed to be the red guy. No. So then I had to knock them both off their little stand and switch the guy. So oh, the blue so guy he was not blue. Computer, yeah. yeah. He's obsessed with blue. He's obsessed with blue. Yeah, that's all right. It is. That's cool. I want that game. I want like a a full-size version of that. That's like... um, Full-size would be intense. You ever seen the movie Real Steel? No, but you talked to me about this Yeah, that's the same fucking thing where you're you're boxing robots and and there's a guy on the side of the ring... And he's got these these uh, equipment you can put on, and you, he swings, mm. and it makes a robot swing. I mean, that's essentially what we did, right? With we boxing, kind of, yeah, 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 yeah. That's what it is. Except for it's a, it's like it's not tangible. It's like right. on a screen, right? Yeah, this is like physical, right. so you can like yeah, see something break, like his head yeah. pops off. Yeah, these ones they don't, the heads don't pop. They just like the the guy like falls backwards and like falls off the thing. Mm-hmm. Oh. Really? Yeah. It's still pretty cool, though. Well, it sounds cool, yeah. My son's got the VR. Right. And and have I talked about that, too, already? No, but oh. I've never played VR. It's fucking cool. It's, um, I, I can only play it for, like, an hour. Yeah. And then I get a little, like, motion. It messes with your, your, your motion, uh, I don't know what the hell it's called, and your sensory sure. shit. Um. But I don't know, I guess I've played it for longer than that. But So he's only got a few games. He's got this one game called Beat Saber, which you got two lightsabers in your hand. Okay. And uh, um, it's kind of like, um, what's that, uh, Guitar, Guitar Hero? Hero. Oh. Except these boxes come flying at you, and you got a, you got a red one and a blue one. You could like that. He'd only use the blue side. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> and these boxes fly at you that are red and blue. And you got to hit the red box with the red lightsaber and the blue box with the blue oh, one sure and there's an arrow on it so you got to hit it in the direction that the arrow is pointing right and they're flying at you and you got to whack them back and forth and you got to fling them and then um so on like easy mode they just one you know every second boom boom it's pretty easy my kid does this ludicrous mode shit and there's like i i don't even i don't even know how he does it like his his hands are moving so fast and hitting these boxes in the right direction, mm-hmm. and then there's a wall flying at you, and you got to duck under the wall or around the wall while you're hitting these boxes, and it's like <clears throat> it's insane. When he's done, he's sweating, hmm. so it's like a workout. Yeah. Then there's this one um, where you got these three D guys coming at you, and you got to kill them all, right? And you don't. It's not bloody or anything. You shoot a gun at them, and they like blow up into fractals. You know, like if you're shattering glass. Anyway, um, they'll come at you, and you can punch them, you can shoot them, you can throw coffee cups at them, anything you want. With the hand controls, you can reach out and grab things in front of you and then throw it and let go Weird. of it. It's so, it's, it's, it's really crazy. And then he has, he has the Walking Dead. So the Walking Dead. So we took this, he, he brought this VR experience on our vacation in San Diego. And we set it up in this big, huge living room. And... Uh, Everybody was playing. I'm like, all right, I'll give it a shot. So I, I put the headset on and get it all adjusted. And one thing is, is that you draw a line virtually on the floor where you're in your, in your, with the headset on to tell you how not to run into couches and shit, oh, okay. you know, because you can do that easy. You can hit walls, whatever. And then once you're in the, the world, 
you're using like joysticks on your hands to walk around to, to like visually see and to run and stuff. Mm -hmm. But if you move your, your avatar moves, but you're, it's a uh, first person. So it's through the eyes, you know, it's not, you can't see your avatar, you can, but you can see when you reach out and grab something, you can see your, your hands. Sure. So I walked around in this world and like, you can, you can hear the zombie coming from behind you and it's like coming from your right ear and you can hear him walking and breathing heavy. And then you turn around and they're fucking right there. <laughs> so then you like got to stab them and shit and then they die. And then it's like, and they fall on the ground. So <clears throat> I told Stephanie, she goes, are you gonna, we're going to the outside of the pool. I'm like, yeah, I'm just going to finish this level. I'm, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to finish this game. Quick. Yeah. I'm just going to finish this level. She comes back in and she's like, Hey, are you coming out? I'm like, yeah, yeah. It's just, you know, and she's like, well, you've been in here for an hour. I'm like, what? I was walking around zombie world oh, for a fucking hour. I had no idea. And then I took it off and it was like, uh, it was like, I had to, I had to my, tell my brain I'm back in the world. Huh? It's crazy. It's really crazy. It's super fun, but I could see how it could be very addicting. Sure. Just immerse yourself in a different world. It's basically. a completely different world. And, and like, I don't know. He's only got three games for it. So I don't know what the other I'm sure there's a lot of really cool games. I'm, there's, I know there's boxing games and stuff for it. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, you could totally lose So can yourself. everyone who watches see like a screen or something to see what you're seeing? Um, you can do, you can do that. He's got it, um, where he's got it on his phone. Oh. So like he was helping me, like he's, he was sitting on the couch while I was walking through the zombie world. He's like, okay. He's like, no, there's a big bus. Go to the bus. And so I'm walking over to the bus, you sure. know, and. And so, and then like, oh, this is cool. You got like a, uh, a backpack with your guns and shit in it. You actually have to reach your arm behind your head, hit the button to close your fist and you bring it out and you got a gun in your hand. Huh. And then you can hold it with two hands and your other hand will grab the barrel. It's, it's Weird. freaking cool. cool. It's super cool. It's super cool. I'm, I'm glad I didn't have it when I was a kid because yeah. you, you, I mean, Nintendo was bad enough. You'd never see me. Yeah. So... <clears throat> I was, um, we go round and round in these conversations. I was going to backtrack to holidays. Do you get like cards and stuff from, from your kids or Stephanie or something like that on special days? On occasion, okay. on occasion, my kids, not so much. Like I'll get a call if my kids are out of town or like a hug or whatever, but Every like every once in a while when they were little I did. Yeah. Yeah, when they were little I did, but not as they've gotten older so much. Do you? Yeah. Like card cards or like, like card hand cards. Handwritten? No, no, no. Like like, like Hallmark, Hallmark card. cards. Okay. And I go back and forth all the time. I'm like, do I have to keep this or what? No. I I used to struggle with that hardcore. Yeah. Cause like when I was a kid, my grandmother would send exactly. me a birthday card and it's like they signed it. They wrote something nice in there. It's like, you don't want to throw it away. Cause it's like, is that disrespectful to throw away the card? But now I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty good at like, <laughs> thank you for the card. And I'll set it with all the, like another card. It's like displayed for yeah. a week on a table and you're like, okay. Bye. Yeah, exactly. If it's a handwritten one. So there's a few, I, ha I think I have two in my drawer, in my dresser that are handwritten cards from my kids once from my kids, once from Stephanie with, that my kids signed. And it was like, I'm going to hold on to that for a while. Mm -hmm. It really hit me in the feels, you know. It's like, so I, I, I hold on to a couple. 
But um, if it's like a Hallmark card, then no. Yeah. You know, it's <clears throat> my daughter's funny. I'm going to like any family members or anybody that got her a graduation card. Don't take this personally. <laughs> she's, she's watched me over the years. Like what happens on Christmas cards and stuff like that. You kind of, you open them up and you read them. And then like, we usually put Christmas cards on the fridge until Christmas. Mm. And then we pull them off and toss them. Um, but she got all these graduation cards, right? Um, and graduation cards is like, it's like usually they got cash in them. Yep. Right. So you get a card and, and we had a little graduation party for, um, I don't know, a couple of weeks ago. We don't know time. Yeah, something like that. Um, it was over Memorial Day, I think. Yeah, it was Memorial Day. Thursday before Memorial Day, we did a little graduation party for her. Um, and she was getting ready to pack all her bags. And she had all these cards stacked up on her on her dresser. And it's like, do I, do I keep them? Do I put them in my suitcase? No, she didn't even think about it. She's like, oh, I don't need to take all these with me. I appreciate it. I wrote them all down. She knows who gave her what. Mm-hmm. So I think the biggest thing in situations like that with graduation, because I told her, it's like, just remember, you got to send a thank you. Yep. You know, that's important. So you got to remember, like, I always, like, um, write down who gave me what. Like, thank you for the card yeah. and the <clears throat> 20 bucks or whatever. Thank you so much. Um, I think it's kind of lost. The, the thank yous, the thank you cards, like from a younger generation. Sure. I was, it, go ahead. No, I can see that. I was listening to someone talk and they had an interesting theory because they have younger kids and uh, they have like, he has like three kids or something like that. And they're all under the age of eight, I want to say. Mm-hmm. And so on Christmas, they don't let any kid play with the toy until a thank you is given. And so if the family member or whoever isn't there when they open the gift, they have to write the thank you note before they can play with the toy. Really? Yeah. And then actually they he was saying like on birthday parties, they will not let their friends bring gifts. He said the gift is everyone's company. And so they, they spend more money on a party and just getting everyone together mm-hmm. and then they do not let like the child's friends bring gifts so, interesting so it's, they're just trying to instill like gratitude in their child and not be come to my party but bring me a present right do appre- and there's a level that i appreciate yeah i think well you're appreciating the, the person more than you are yeah whatever they give you right yeah that's awesome actually i mean it's it's um it's very different than like a lot of people do it and it, but it's, sure. it's, it's like <clears throat> Uh, the long-term dividends of that are, are better probably gonna be pretty good yeah you know because they're gonna yeah have a higher appreciation for um yeah just people yeah you know which is super important especially now yeah for sure i haven't yeah. told my mom i was joking i go just so you know for birthdays and christmas this year i'm going to implement a one gift <laughs> rule. Oh, yeah it she goes you're not, i'm their grandma yeah i can do what i want Grand- grandparents are are like Someone's got to like tell grandparents what's up. Like, like, like I don't have room for all this stuff. Yeah. Like there's, they don't need it. it there's a, um, maybe, maybe grandparents could, it's like when they, when they go to like a whatever store and they see like a really cool little, not little giant toy set that you're going to bring them to their grandkid for the birthday and like takes up half the basement. It's like, how about whatever that thing costs? 
set that into like a vacation fund or something. Mm. You know, like like if you want to like come spend time with your grandkids, and then if you're going to spend, say they're going to spend because their grandparents have spent a lot of money on crazy gifts, two hundred fifty bucks or something. Take the two hundred fifty bucks and say, okay, we're going to put this because we want to take our grandson when he's five to Disneyland, mm-hmm. or we want to go to Palm Beach or or whatever. Take him to the ocean. That would be so much cooler, you know. Just like like you were saying with your friends and their kid, like come spend the time. Yeah, you know, if you want to bring something, I get they want to bring something to see him open something and play with it. But it's like take the 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 amount of it and share it in a different way. That'd be pretty sweet, honestly. Because yeah. to your point, parents don't want all that shit. No, otherwise it's like okay, you want to give them a gift. That's fine, but guess what? That gift's staying at your house. Yeah, exactly, exactly, yeah. Or if it makes noise, don't don't bring it. <laughs> Those noise gifts, I swear to fucking God. Like, the guns, so we had a we had a, 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 a rule that if, it's, if it makes noise, it's battery-operated, it's not coming in the house. Mm. So, like, you remember the little laser guns with the, with the clear glass spinning wheel, and it's like, meow, meow, and they had, like, 27 different noises. You ever, okay, yep. Oh, those are the worst, man. You know, because it's like it's a piercing noise. It's not even. There's no volume. Yeah, it's just you know, on. You can only hear it for so long before it like gets so. Yeah, it's just too much. Uh, the fire trucks yep. with the twenty-seven yep. different things, or the or the like the the muscle car with the seven buttons. It's the horn and the crash sound yep. and the revving engine, and it's just like. First off, it's loud as fuck. Second off, what happened to imagination? <laughs> I want to hear my kid make the revving engine noise. Sure. I want to hear my kid make the cop car noise or what he what he thinks or she thinks it sounds like. Going like down that rabbit hole, it's like so much of the our kids' imagination is done for them. Yeah. To some, yeah, for sure. You know, it's like reading books, you used to have to figure out what somebody looked like in your head. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's like, now, now it's like everything is done. You know, it's all here. This is what they look like. This is what they sound like. This is what they act like. All these different things. And and I understand like with movies and TV and stuff, that's part of the, the thing. But I, I, I like, I love seeing little kids outside playing and creating in their mind what their make-believe right. world is like. Right. And I think that um, our our toy industry or whatever is kind of it takes away from that. It's like how do how how would you how would you today as a father promote keeping your kids' imagination alive and well as they get older? Mm. Lots of books. Uh, limit screen time, which is super difficult. Mm-hmm. I will attest to that with a three-year-old right now. He is all about watching iPads. Mm-hmm. Um, and then not, so he, right now, Lincoln, when we drive, he likes to play games. He likes to play car games. But he's refusing to pick the game. He wants to play a game, but he doesn't want to choose what game to play. He wants you to choose for him. And mm, so we're, interesting. Sam and I are like, no, if you want to play, you pick the game. We're happy to play with you, but you pick it. And so eventually he'll pick a game, but it's just like forcing him to actually think. Mm-hmm. So, well, yeah. like with the book thing. So, um, actually, I have it recorded. Uh, we read so many books, and then the other night it was so late. 
and he was not going to sleep and he wasn't going to sleep. And he goes, I want to keep reading. And I'm like, you just want to keep reading because you want to stay awake. I know how this works. Yeah. Go to bed. And so he eventually goes, well, can we just do a pretend book? I'm like, yeah. So we've done this in the past. And so he'll literally unfold his hands like he's reading a book. Uh-huh. And then he'll read me a book yeah. or tell me a story. So we talked about two bears going through a haunted house, finding a werewolf. And then the flash came and outran the werewolf. <laughs> and then the werewolf was tired. <laughs> so, That's awesome. So it's just forcing him to. And you recorded it? Yeah. Oh, good for you, man. That's. I was laying cool. in his bed because I was like, I'm tired too. And I just hit, and he was telling me the story. I'm like, this is really cute. So I hit record on my phone. That's smart. That's smart. That's the kind of shit that you put, that you, you'll re-listen to, that you forgot you had and, and re-watch or re-listen to, like in 10, 15 years. Yeah. I hope, <clears throat> you know, not like those assholes at concerts with their fucking iPad in the air. Yeah. Yeah. They got to remember <clears throat> that stuff. They do. Um, it's, uh, I think it's a big struggle. I think it's a big struggle with little kids right now. And, and as they get older, keeping like that, um, curiosity and that spark for like things that are new alive, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I told you about, that. I got this new kid working for me in my landscaping company, 16, and he, <clears throat> he doesn't get a lot of technology. He doesn't get a lot of exposure to he's homeschooled and um, really good kid and he doesn't get a, a super amount of exposure to technology and and a lot of movies and stuff and and so when it, like whenever he sees a new plant he's like ooh, you know that's exciting or he'll see like like a a, a really cool house and he's like wow you know and you sure. can hear the excitement in his voice um and it's pretty awesome it's 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 like he uh he hasn't lost the curiosity mm-hmm. the, the, a lot of 16 year olds they don't even see shit around them. They're walking, to, looking at their head, phone. Head, head down, looking at a phone. Yeah, or just like jamming out their beats with their head down yeah. and not paying attention. And and, and uh, the world kind of does that to us a little bit, I think, to a degree. For sure. Even, even before technology. But at the same time, it's um, that's a big trick. You know, I think that's one of the things that when we go on our camp out, you know. Yeah, it's we, all new exposure. Yeah, yeah. And even people who've been in the woods, to Eli's point, when he was talking, you know, it's like, it's still awesome. It's still like turning everything off. You see clearer, mm-hmm. you know, you get to experience things a little bit more um, Im- immersively. Ooh, that's a, that was the word yeah. I was looking for. Pulled it right out of there. Boom. Dang. So I'm a little rusty here. <laughs> <laughs> so <clears throat> anyway, it's... um. Uh, it's just awesome. It's awesome to see little kids playing and making up their own stories and their own games. And, and uh, you know, it'd be fucking cool. An adult camp where you have to do that. That would be, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Could you imagine, like, you have to go and you got to make up games and stories and, and to, like, use that muscle again? I yeah. wonder how hard it would be for people to do that. I'll tell you right now, very. So even just in our staff training here at the club, we try and do fun things mm-hmm. and take like our staff back to childhood, like we're going to play a small game or you're going to have to be like joke and tell me a funny story or something like that. Uh-huh. It makes people so uncomfortable. It's yeah. like they can't, can't do it. Yeah. Even if my, like, you know, the story is going to be like um, super like bland. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, you've been, you've turned off that <laughs> switch for so long. Yeah. That's, Hmm. 
That'd be a fun thing. That would be a fun exercise for adults. It would be interesting. Uh, yeah. Well, it's, you've done it. I mean, you're you're saying it like, but it's if you had like to take a whole weekend and and like turn back on your creative muscles, mm-hmm. you know, your imagination muscles, and like like write a book or 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 like um. So I got another kid that used to work for me. He took this retreat and he took off. Um, I think he went through like northern Wisconsin. And he stayed at like three or four different Airbnbs, and all he did is hike and write the whole time. And he's like, he's uh, he likes action adventure, sci fi kind of writing, and he he like he wrote I don't know how many pages a shitload while he was out there, and it's like he's exercising that muscle, yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and I think maybe that's why um, like books and movies and all that stuff are still so popular, and those people that write them are so revealed reveled is that the word regard highly regarded i'm gonna go with highly regarded that that's sounds fine better. that's good <laughs> yeah that's better I, i'm just like i said i'm rusty i'm working on this um he uh they uh um they still have that muscle yeah you know they they work on it all the time and i imagine it's just like with any other muscle it's like a bicep you got to work it yeah if you don't work it you lose it yeah and there's clear people you know even if they're not working the muscle of creating the story that it's consumed oh yeah absolutely and but you know so my bill my buddy bill our 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 friend bill (laughs) arbogast the guy who never shows up to work lazy sod um he sent me an email i love this about him i think i've talked about it before a little bit but he'll send me emails of things he finds interesting you know, and it's like, you know, that's like a, a fucking good bro. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, I bet I could like this, you know? And it's like, there's so many times where he'll send me something. It's like, I won't see it for a couple of days or whatever. Cause I, my email gets full of shit. Um, but, uh, uh, he sent me this email the other day and, um, it was about basically the practice of, of, of like a daily regimen kind of thing. And every morning, this guy would get up and he would write, I think it was Marcus Aurelius, maybe some stoic. Um, he would write every single morning, every morning he'd get up before he did anything else. He'd sit down, take 15 minutes and just write. And, um, and it helped like focus his mind, yep. clear all the cobwebs out of his head. I'm like, Oh, I really like that. I like the idea of it a lot doing it is another thing right <laughs> so um i i sat on the email and for like a week and i told bill i like i really like that i should start doing that because i used to journal you, do you journal no i started journaling only out of trauma like so i remember like i had i had full journals but it was all pain Mm. It was all like, I always wrote about the hard shit, the bad shit when things, it's kind of like people who write reviews, the only reviews they write are the shitty ones, you know, it's like, that's the, that's the only energy I had to write was when something was really shitty. Right. I didn't ever write about the good stuff. And, and so I had journals full of like painful shit and it's like, okay, so if I'm going to do this, I don't want to just write about painful shit. I want to just write. You know, because if I'm going to tap into creativity and positivity and organizing my thoughts and like, this is going to be a positive exercise for me. I don't want to write about all the negativity because 
if I, I if I ever go back and read it, which is what a journal's for, because you can reflect. Um, I wanted to write about positive stuff too, you know, the good shit in my sure. life, and um, and it's weird because it's not as easily like uh, uh, in my mind, it's not as easily to tap into mm. the positive stuff. It like it doesn't leave as strong of an of an right. Imprint. It's not at the forefront of yeah yeah so anyway i started doing it i did it for two weeks and it was pretty good two weeks solid i wrote and then um and then like my my kids came for the weekend and then my niece came for the weekend and then i had a busy week and all of a sudden i haven't written in a week and a half and it's just like i'm gonna try to write again i i like it but what it's um it's that thing where it's like I don't feel like I have time to do it because I've got so much other shit I got to do. Sure, but it's always about making time, right? Yeah, it's just prioritizing. Yeah, so it's like making the time. I do enjoy it. The well, that's writing. good. See, I don't. I don't know if I could. I mean, I could. I know I could, but I just don't find. Like I, I feel like I would run out of things to say. Like, what? Do you, what am I going to type in this journal for this day or whatever is going to be? Well, first, one paragraph. You can't type. You got to write. Yeah, write. Then so I'll never a, be able to read it again because you can't read your handwriting. <laughs> <The> handwriting <laughs> is trash. Same, same. There's been times where I was like, "What the fuck am I trying to yeah, say?" Yeah, what is this saying? Yeah, I um, think the most like journaling, and it's not even really journaling, is the exercise we do the letter to self. Oh, okay. I mean, I wrote. We write. That was two yeah. pages, I think. How do you feel when you get that? I was so confused when you sent it this last year because <laughs> we mailed them in weird fucking envelopes. Yeah, they were big Manila ones. Yeah, they're because that's what we had here. Yeah, and uh, Sam texts me. She goes, "You got a package or an envelope?" <laughs> she goes, "I don't know if this is legit or not." I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, and she sent a picture. I'm like, "What the fuck is that?" <laughs> she goes, "It says it's from you." I'm like, "What?" I'm like, "Someone's scamming us or something." I'm like, and it took me probably. 15 20 minutes to realize oh shit that's my letter to sell from like a year ago yeah and uh yeah i read it and it was good it, it was uh i think i told you i even let sam read it mm-hmm. i read it first to make sure sam could read it but <laughs> yeah. then i let sam read it so yeah um for those of you listening we do this exercise in the in our league of extraordinary gentlemen um Early on, first couple um, sessions of our uh, season, we usually get going in October. Um, we do this exercise called Letter to Self. Some people have probably already heard of it. Um, some people maybe not. So what we do is is we sit down and we have everybody, all the all the young men, including ourselves, and any mentors that are there, um, write a letter to ourselves, to our future selves, like one year from now kind of set some goals and we talk about what's going on in our lives right now and some changes we'd like to make and, and like just kind of where, where we're at and um, maybe the things that we would like to implement in our lives to, to create more, a more uh, positive experience and, and maybe let go of some old habits. And it's just a really good way to, to touch in. So a year later, I always drop these bad boys in the mail and it's 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 so funny because i totally forget about them because they're in my drawer in my yeah. desk and i and it's like they're in a drawer that i don't open very often and then it's like when it's when it's getting close to time it's, i don't even know how it happens because i don't even have like a, a a calendar date or anything set on it they just kind of show up 
I'm like, I'll be digging through my desk. And it's like, oh shit, that's right. I got those letters. I got, I got to get those out in a couple of weeks. It's really exciting for me to drop off the letters. Yeah. And the, well, the reason it's exciting is because the first ever time I did it is when I went through my mankind project weekend. And, um, I, re- I can, I can visualize, I can put myself in the exact place I was in when I wrote it. Mm. You know, it was a very powerful experience. Um, and we had just showed up to the, to the project for the weekend. And I was sitting in a top bunk, which I'm a tall guy. I don't like top bunks, but I got the fucking top bunk on this <laughs> bunk bed thing. I'm sitting in the top bunk. It's kind of cold. I got my, my, my pillow out, but my sleeping bag still rolled up. I got all my shit in the backpack and it's sitting there. No, it's in a plastic bag by then. Um, and, uh, and I'm writing and it's not very bright and it's, it's like, uh, it's kind of cold. Um, and, and like, there's a bunch of dudes around me all doing the same thing. And I wrote this letter and it was like, I didn't really know what to write because mm-hmm. it is the first time doing the exercise. And it's, it's a strange feeling writing something to your future self for the first time. And then I went to the, uh, the, the weekend and when, when I came back, I felt like I was different. You know, I had experienced some things that opened my mind and opened my heart. Um, and then a year later when I got the letter and it showed up before I opened, I started crying. It was like, that emotional connection to that old me mm. was so powerful that it was just uh it was like fuck this is crazy because it's like I didn't I didn't even remember what I wrote but I knew I was in a different place yeah and then when I opened and read it I cried some more and it was just like uh, um it's just tapping into that 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 place I was in you know and I was in a rough spot. And then I and I and I made it out of it, and it um it just felt I don't even know I I don't know it's hard to put words to how it felt it was just it's very fulfilling to read it and see where I'd come you know how far I'd come and so I know that it's not quite the same environment with these young men when we write the letter but I know that I've been told by many of them that when they get the letter, it's really special, Mm. you know? Like, I've been told they'll get the letter and they'll, like, make a point to not read it until they could be alone without any distractions, and it's like, then they won't show it to anybody, you know, and they'll hold on to it. And, you know, going back to a lot of the things we do with these guys, it's impactful because they get a little window into who they were because they don't journal. Right. You know, they don't. Yeah. I'd be, I, I would think like I'm thinking back the first time we did it, I'm sure I wrote, I wrote a letter, but it was the first, like, I don't know how f- frankly honest it was. Oh, sure. How in depth it was. And you try, you lay out guidelines. You're like, these are some things you're going to want to touch on. And, so you can reflect on it, blah, blah, blah. But yeah, I remember the when we got last year, I was, it was, it was real. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's a powerful tool. It's a powerful tool. And, and uh, even, <clears throat> so obviously I, 
when I send them out, I've got mine right in front of me, so yeah. I don't got to mail it. <laughs> I know it's coming, but it's still a surprise to me, and I still really enjoy it. You know, and it's like, um, it's a. Uh, uh, I have kind of gotten into a ritual, though. I don't keep it. Mm. You know, I read it, and um, and it's like because uh, I because I do journal sometimes. Sure. Like I still have like that, but um, I, it's more of like I sit with it and I read it. And it's just more of like, I'll take some time to reflect on it, you know, and then appreciate it. And then I'll, I'll usually, oh, if I tear it up, what I do, I don't like leave it out on the counter. Burn it. Yeah. Throw it in the fire. For your eyes only. Yeah, that's right. What was that? There was a movie called like Burn After Reading or something. It was a comedy. Anyway. I think it was a fucked up comedy. It was a fucked up comedy. Wasn't it? That Brad Pitt. Yeah. 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 It was like, uh. So I'm, it was uh, a fucking weird guy in that movie. It was a weird movie, and I'm going to give a spoiler here, so if you haven't watched it and you <laughs> care to watch it, don't. I think the part that really took me off was, I think there's a scene where towards the end, and it might have been Brad Pitt, where he was hiding in a closet. Does this ring any bells? Mm. He was like hiding in a closet, or one of the characters was in a closet, and the homeowner came home, and opened it to find him and thought it was an intruder and like just shot him dead. Oh shit. That's right. Yeah. Okay. I was, I and was after str- that part, I'm like, what the fuck is this movie going? Like, yeah. what the fuck? It's a strange movie. It's super strange. Yeah. yeah. And he's, I just, I can just see his character cause he's got some fucked up mullet looking yeah. thing and he's kind of like, he's always got a tennis ball in his hand or a racquetball or yeah, something. I don't, it's I don't been know. a long time since yeah. I've watched it, but I watched it that one time. Like this is so fucked up. Bizarre. Movie. That was a sweet little transition we did there. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so if you've never listened to us before, welcome to the show, because that's what we do. <laughs> we, we transition on dimes. Yeah, like, yeah, quick, 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 quick. Um, oh, this is kind of cool. This is interesting. So I got this other group of guys, right? And we're sitting around talking, and uh, um, this one guy says, all right, I got a question for all you guys. And I thought it was a really sweet question. Um, so he's like, uh, he's like, if you needed help getting rid of a body, who do you call? Ooh. Like, like which, which friend do you call if you need help getting rid of a body that you know you call them and they're going to be like, okay, let's do this. <laughs> you know, like, like not, not like you should call the cops. Not like I'm not going to get involved. All that shit's like, who are you going to call if you got to yeah. get rid of a body? Do, like, do you have somebody in your life where you can say, yeah, if I had to, this is who I'd call. Probably, but it's not going to help my case. Your case? Like, we're putting it on a podcast, so. No, I know. I'm not saying that, like, <laughs> you know. Well, honestly, yeah, yeah. honestly, I'd call you. Okay. <laughs> well, it's funny. That's funny because I'd do it for you. Yeah. And I, it, that's why I'm saying <laughs> I'd call you. <laughs> so we had this discussion. There's, I think there's five of us sitting in there. And, and uh, the guy who asked the question, he's like, you know, I was trying to think about it. And he's like. I think I'd call Ike. Yeah. <laughs> and and then another guy goes, I think I'd call him too, but I'd be really worried that over time his conscience would get to him. Maybe. And he just like he'd like self-destruct and, and and he goes, That's because you're a good dude and it would fuck with you for forever. Um <clears throat> but yeah, I was like, Yeah, I think I probably would. Like, okay, I got some shovels, you know, I got a buddy with a with an excavator. Yep. Let's figure this out. Like, well, what do we I- need to do? There's a couple guys I could I would probably call you. Honestly, my brother-in-law. Mm. 
Oh, yeah. I bet you he'd be solid. For sure. And he has a farm, so it wouldn't be like, oh, oh there you go. Plowed in, baby. We're done. Yeah, done. Yeah, I got a, a, a buddy, um, another guy that was part of the group. He he missed out on this conversation. Um, his name's Ben. And uh, he's just fucking crazy enough. He's just on that edge <laughs> enough where it's like, he's like, uh, he could do it. And he's like, <clears throat> he's an ex-military guy, so he's mm-hmm. seen some shit. So it's like, it's not going to fuck him up long term. You know, he's just, I could just see him. He's like, yeah, we can do that. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, he's a really good dude, but he's just, he's a little edgy on that side. So I think he can handle it. So there's. That's an intense <clears throat> question. Yeah. I mean. Hypotheticals, everyone. Oh, com- and these com- are hypotheticals. Com- <laughs> <laughs> As if this is real. Come on. Like, what so, are you doing later? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is though. It's like, like how many people do you know that you're tight enough with? Like anybody listening or whatever, that you're like, ah, oh, if I had to, if I had to get rid of a body, like, first off, there'd be a lot of fucking questions, right? Yeah. Everybody would be like, like, whoa, why the fuck do you have a body, bro? You don't want that person. You want the person's like, okay, let's get this shit done. Then we can figure out why the fuck you got a body, mm-hmm. you know? But it's like, you know, there's like, it's urgent. You got a fucking right. body. You got to get rid of. You got to do it now. You know, and so it's like, it's not a time for questions. You don't want someone's going to yeah. ask a lot of questions right away, you know, or you might not, you might want someone that's not going to ask any questions at all because the less they know, the better, yeah. you know? So it's like, you want someone that's just going to show up with the shovels and the truck and, and, and whatever you need and a place to take it. And then, oh, um, there was another guy, our other buddy, Mark, he's like, uh, he's like, but when you bury a body, you got to bury it. You got to like find somebody's like that, that someone who had a lost a pet. And so you put the body six feet down and you put the pet two feet down over the top of the body. So when the, the dogs come and they sniff, they dig up that hole, they find the someone buried oh. their pet. It's like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's what they found. So that, that guy's <laughs> thinking, Oh yeah, he's on it. Well, there's like, I'm sh- He's a he's a um, he's a literary guy. He reads a lot and everything. And so I'm sure somewhere somebody came up with a plan, right. like ten ways to bury a body, and that was one of them. And it's pretty fucking smart, really. Yeah, you know, like if you got to get rid of something and you know somebody's going to be looking for him, excuse me, um, then uh, just don't just don't Google search how to do it before <laughs> you do it. People are fucking dumb, like. Uh, we looked up your search history, and you have three months of how to rob banks. Yeah, exactly. How to make a bomb. Yeah. It's like, oh, fuck. Go go to someone else's computer and yeah. look it up. Use, like, a, use a VPN. Yeah. Be the guy well, who listens from Spain. VPN. Well, <laughs> thank you, Spain guy. <clears throat> um, VPNs are fairly new, though. True. Like, when you're talking about search histories on, like, And I don't like, know, like... You watch a movie and it's like, oh yeah, they routed their IP through eighteen different things. Is a VPN like a base level? Is it an easy workaround to find stuff? What do you mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know about VPNs, but if you connected to a VPN, is it really that difficult to trace it back to you? I think it is. Is it? Okay. I think so. The way they, the way I've heard people talk about with VPNs, it is really hard to trace it back. I mean, you think about like, okay, so. Have you been reading about all these fucking hacks that are happening with these major corporations? Uh, just headlines. So they can't figure out. 
they know it's that the hacks are coming from somewhere in Russia or Eastern Europe, but that's it. Like they can't trace it back sure. to the actual VPN. Yeah, but th- that's a hacker. I'm sure that person is like routing through different things like Joe Schmo who installs easyvpn.com software. Yeah, well, but that's I guess I'm sure there are VPNs out there that are shitty. Yeah. But like you want a VPN built by a hacker. You know, those yeah. are the ones those are the ones you want. Um so I would think there's better, probably better ones out there than others, you know, but yeah. if I'm sure there's good ones out there that yeah, you can't you can't trace it, huh. you know. Um that's how like a lot of people in China look up information on politics and shit because it's illegal looking up over there and they oh, they sure. use VPNs because then the government can't track them. Is that how people view like stuff that's only accessible in different countries that they just yeah. make a VPN well, yeah, to like, show that they're in that country or something? Yeah. Um, I don't I know how this can, stuff works. You can, you can have a VPN in like Japan and you can watch Japanese television mm. through your VPN from, or Japanese Netflix or whatever. Interesting. Yeah. So I, I start, got a, I got a rookie move here. I got to take a leak. Oh, all right. I know early it's, break. It's Not early break. We'll be right back. What are we going to teach these damn kids about? What are we going to teach them? I don't know. How, how to, how to like close a fucking door and shit. <laughs> hey, we're back. <laughs> we're so, back, everybody. So this weekend, Sam, or this week, Sam took off and uh, it was fucking hot this week. Oh, yeah, it's hot as fuck. I've been working out in it. So we have, yeah. 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 So we have central air. And uh, Sam decided this week on her week off, she was going to restain our deck off the back door. Okay. Oh, and it's sticky out too. So it's, okay. yeah. Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. But uh, so the AC is running and it's running. And I was home one day and I look in the back patio door off the deck. It's fucking like open. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, wh- why is this open? She goes, because my hands are full of stain. I can't open the door. <laughs> otherwise i'm like but it the ac's on and it's fucking 93 degrees outside what's what's your point i don't understand just <laughs> shut the ac off so the, the other day i made a comment and i was like i had to go up to toma or something i'm like so if you're gonna stay in the deck can you i don't know close the door <laughs> she just looked at me and she goes yes i will close the door like otherwise just turn the ac off and then kick it back out when you're done yeah just use your elbow. It's a sliding door, right? No, oh. I, I, no, it's a knobbed door. Oh, I get it though. She's got yeah, I get all it. of her hands. She yeah, just want to get it all over the door. I get it. I get it. It's just I. It, it, I feel it, you though. Yeah, I feel you. Two sides to it. Well, yeah. There's like it's a. What is it? Is it a dad thing? It's yeah. like it's like a thermostat. Like like I know when my kids were little. I wanted to put one of those clear boxes over the thermostat yeah. with the lock and key so nobody could fucking touch it. Um, <clears throat> actually, when the kids were little, like even when they got older, for a long time, I didn't like, I, we didn't turn on the AC unless it was like fucking 97 mm. degrees and fucking hot. You know, and in the wintertime, the kids are cold and we put a hoodie on. Yeah. <laughs> you know, um, but the stretch, I have found like as I'm getting older, it's like, ah, oh, fuck it, just turn the AC on. Yeah. So, Got an old house, turn the AC on. So the AC pumps the uh, cold more into the downstairs than it does the upstairs. Mm -hmm. So um, all of the rooms on the upstairs also have a window unit. So we've got three Airbnb guest rooms, one of my son's in, and then our room, and then my stepson Gavin's room, they all have an AC unit in the window. And uh, 
And so not only do we have the AC running downstairs, but when somebody's in the rooms upstairs, the sure. AC's running up there too. And and I get it just because it's an old house and it's hot, but it's like getting kind of soft. It's like I got my AC run at night in the bedroom, keeping it at like 74 degrees, and it's great for sleeping because mm-hmm. I'm not hot as balls. But it's like, man, it's like I used to be able to sleep when it was 85. You know, it's like, what the fuck? You know, it's like as I'm getting older, man, I don't know if I'm turning into a, a – fucking wuss or what but it just i'm i'm more yeah. i'm more okay with it me too and and i think part of it is like i'm a little more financially secure sure than i used to be so it wasn't like it didn't cause me anxiety every time the ac turned on it used to it'd be like fuck how am i gonna pay the heat bill the ac bill this month when it was at that point then i get it because it's like sometimes it's like you got to make a choice. Yeah, yeah, you know. It's like I I I wish for nobody to be in that position, but everybody is at some point in their life. And I know there's a time when I was, and I think that's probably when I was the most maniacal about it for sure. Yeah, that makes sense. I don't know. My I've it's my house. I want to be comfortable. Yeah, yeah. And I can't. I cannot sleep hot. I struggle so hard to sleep when it's hot, even with a fan on. Uh, yeah, like our house gets cool at night. Because mm-hmm. I turn the AC way down. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Or if it's nice, I will open the window. Like if it's like those nights when it was like eight, 80 during the day, but dur- during the night it'd get down to like 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the window's open. Fans running right off of it. See, I run the windows. I, I open the windows right away in the morning every single morning. I get up at 530. Mm-hmm. So I'll go downstairs and I'll open up all the windows. <clears throat> and I usually just leave the AC where it's set. I think we keep it like 75. Um and I and because the, the outside air is cooler than the inside air, so the AC shouldn't be kicking on. Right. So I'll open up the windows, and then, um, and then like before I go to work, I'll I'll go back around and close them. Sure. You know, because usually by about seven thirty eight, right now anyway, it's already up to like seventy seven degrees. Yeah. Yep. It goes quick, man. It's quick. Yeah. We uh um <clears throat> for us it's it's hard because our bedroom windows. And like our main windows all face due west. So at, like in the afternoon, our house just gets hot as balls mm. unless all the curtains are closed. Right. And then it just takes a while for, you know, like our, our AC will be set to like 74, I think. And uh, it'll stay 74. And then finally at like three or four in the afternoon, then it starts getting hot. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. by, by the time like, oh, we've eaten supper and it's, Eight, you know, seven o'clock, and we're putting the boys to bed. Oh, then the house is seventy-eight, and the AC's trying to keep up and bring it back down. Right. But yeah. I, Did you ever do that cross ventilation thing? Um. So back in the day, um, when we wanted to cool off the house, like you shut, like you shut it down all day. All the windows get closed. The curtains go up to keep the sun out. Da 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 da. But then once that temperature gets to a point, <clears throat> you get a box fan and, and a window on one side of the house blowing air in and a box fan in the window on the other side of the house sucking air out mm. and so then it creates this this cross current yeah, of air yeah. and uh it works actually remarkably well it's huh. like if you have a, a bedroom yep. with two windows it works really well if you want to bring that cool night air in you put the box fan in the one suck the cold air in and it sucks the hot air out the other way so it, it creates a really good current um so that was like the old hack 
yeah. you know, <clears throat> to get the uh, to get the cool air from the outside in quickly and to cool everybody off at nighttime so you can go to sleep and you're not hot as balls. Um, then uh, a friend of mine taught me that. I'm trying to think of who it was. But uh, it was it was a lifesaver when I learned how to do it because it's it you know do they even still sell the box fans Yeah, I don't like I've never I haven't looked for a fan in a long time. Yeah, they do. Um, do you ever see those those little fans that fit into your window like an AC unit, but it's just a fan? It's usually like two fans, right? Yeah, it's two little fan blades, yeah. and you can send it on like you can reverse it. You can change the yeah. direction of yep. the fans. Those ones are like the next level box fan because it's sure. pretty sweet because you can actually close your window really well around it. Right. And then, and then there's just a flip of a switch. You can suck the air out or pull the air in. Those, those is where like, I really first time I bought those for the, like for my, one of my houses when my kids are little is I thought I was the shit. I was like, <laughs> I was like, Oh yeah, it's not an AC next unit. Level. It was next level. It was next level. Cause before we just had like a little fan, like, you know, on the, on the nightstand blowing air over the top yeah. of us while we're sleeping. Yeah. No, I just, um, like, last, this week, I just walked around and re- finally put all the ceiling fans in the right direction. <laughs> does that work? It, I think it does make a difference. Does it? You know, I used to do that. Now it's just like, I just leave them. I think, Because yeah. I don't even know which direction is which. Counterclockwise is cool, supposed to be when it's hot out, so it blows colder air clockwise is in the winter when it brings the hot air down it blows you mean it blows cold or it counterclockwise is does this pull the air up maybe i don't know it feels better (laughs) well that's yeah i know there's a i didn't know what it was i knew there was a thing that that's why you can reverse them yeah you know but it was like i don't i would always get get forgetful of which direction was which and then i'd flip yeah i had to look it up and i'd stand under it for a minute i'm like hmm and then I'd flip it again. I'd stand there for a minute. It's like, well, I don't feel anything. I think with a normal ceiling height, like an eight foot ceiling, it probably doesn't make a huge difference. Does or doesn't? Does not. See, I've got ten foot ceilings. See, in our living room, we have a vaulted ceiling. I think it's a sixteen foot ceiling. Uh, so you don't you don't want to be sucking that hot air from up top and pushing it down in the summer, right? You want to be pulling the cool air up to the top. I don't fucking know. God, I don't know. Damn I it! Just looked at Google and Bill, I motherfucker, around. come in, sit down. Get, I don't know how they actually the work or what they're recycling. I mean, all the air is still in there. It's just right. That's the part where it's like, it's it's you're moving air. Yeah, you're moving air, but up. you're not moving it anywhere but from where it already is. That made no sense. <laughs> you're not like you're not displacing it out of your house. You're just literally taking it from up and down. Right. Yeah. Because it is. You know, heat rises, so mm-hmm. the heat's always up by the ceiling, right? So, in in in, in the summer, it's fucking so hot anyway. Right now, in the summer, the heat's everywhere. So, I'm not really sure. I know there's supposedly supposedly a um, a method to it that makes sense, and I'm sure if there was an engineer in here with us, they could explain it to us way better than we can. But it's like you're supposed to reverse them. Yeah. I don't know if it works or not. I don't know. Maybe I have I have a hard enough time going around and making sure they're all clean all the time, let alone yeah, ours reversing them. I reversed them. Oh, shit. And fucking... <laughs> I, can't, I started in our bedroom, and then I went to the boys' bedroom, and I came back, and there's fucking, like, dust bunnies all over oh, our bed. I'm like, mm, whoops, should have dusted this shit yeah. before. <laughs> Dusting ceiling fans is like... I, You got to have, like, a vacuum attachment. Ooh, 
Someone Dyson needs to make. They a, probably do, don't they? Where they like, because I've seen, you ever seen the brushes that will go over the top of the fan? Not the whole fan blade. Yeah, it goes over the whole fan blade. It's oh, shaped, really? It's shaped like a like a like an O. Okay. You know, but on the on like laid yep. down on the side, and you and it's like on a duster handle, and you oh. slide it off, but it still gets shit everywhere. Right. But um, if you have one of those that you could hook up to a vacuum, for sure, that would be amazing. Have you Man. ever have you ever tried or seen the the Dyson fanless or bladeless fans? Well, I've in the bathrooms. They've got those hand dryers that. Oh yeah, they do. Yeah, but have you seen like the bedroom or stand fan that they have? Does it look like a like a like an oracle or whatever? Like a big long. Yeah, yeah, I've seen them. Yeah. I've seen them. I've seen. I've. Did, yeah. I've never. I've never seen one in action. I've Either just seen a I. picture That's of what it. I'm asking. Yeah, it's like some kind of turbine looking thing. I don't know how they work. I don't know how they work either. But you're not. You're supposed to not get the woof 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 sound. Like when a fan blade goes around and you get that like well, someone needs a bounce weird that fan blade pulse pulsing yeah. sound. Like I, I don't know, it's like a fan know. fan to me is always like it's like it's like it's loud. It's like I, like a woof woof sounds like a airplane propeller or some shit. I don't know. Who I still make some good shit though. Yeah, they do. They make some good shit. Like their vacuum cleaners. Yeah, it's next level. Dyson. Yeah, it's like they're expensive. Yep. but they're really, they're really good. Nice. They're really good. So, I even like their hand dryers. I like their. Hand I dryers like those hand dryers way too. I don't, better. I don't see them anymore though. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Those ones you stick your hands in. Yeah, yeah I really like those. What I like about them is they catch the water too. Yeah. It's like you put your hands in. You don't got to touch nothing. Yep. And you you pull it out. It takes the water off your hands, and it catches at the bottom. Yep. And I don't know where it goes, but it's like I like it because like. The most disgusting place in most public bathrooms is under the hand dryer on oh, the yeah. wall. Yep, exactly. Like, it's fucking gross. And how many people, I mean, supposedly it's supposed to be clean water because you wash your hands and dry them up. And how many people really wash their hands that well? Spraying all that shit on yeah. the wall, it's gross. Yeah. I feel bad. I mean, bad enough people got to clean the toilets and everything too, but those walls are disgusting. Yeah. I appreciate when someone puts like a thing of stainless steel behind one. Agreed. I was just thinking that because then I appreciate it. Like you can see the cleanliness, but yeah. you know it's a non-porous surface, right? So that someone else can come in and just hose it down or whatever. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Um, I don't know why I stumbled across this video. It was of a central vac system in someone's house. You ever seen? Oh one yeah, of those? yeah, yeah. That was a thing back in like the '80s. I think was a when those were really popular. Have you like? So the concept is you basically have a giant shop vac somewhere. Yeah. But then you have outlets throughout your house, and you just carry around this giant hose. No, no, no. Well, some places I've seen it where it's built into the wall. Oh, like the hose retracts into the wall. No, like uh, uh, like at a barber shop. So there's a, a, a like a an opening in yeah. the wall. You hit the button, and it just starts sucking in that opening, and you sweep your stuff right into the opening. Oh, okay, and then it just goes. Yeah. So so the one I saw that had a tray like that in the kitchen on this video. And then, like, in two or three spots throughout the house, it had, like, wall outlets that you plug this hose into, like a, mm, like yeah, a yeah, shop yeah. vac hose, yeah. essentially. And then you, like, have a big handle attachment so you can, like, physically vacuum your house. That's pretty sweet, though. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. Yeah. And the the, the concept was, A, you don't have to have a canister and carry around a canister, but then, B, like, even with a Dyson, 
like when you vacuum, you get the exhaust and stuff like that. Yeah. Of the, and like all the dust particles still. Yeah. So it's supposed to eliminate that, which I don't. I can see that. I like mean, So like say it's out in the garage or whatever. Right. Then it just sucks. Like that's where your whole yeah. unit is. Your exhaust goes into the garage right. and everything goes in the garage. Right. And then it's cleaner when you're emptying it because you just go out to the garage and you take the thing off. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It was a cool system. I, I wonder if it's, to me, I don't think it'd be worth the, the extra cost of, ins, of like, the installation of yeah, all. Yeah, it really through depends. the walls and everything. It really depends, I think, on, like, if you're building a house, right? And if you're building a house and you have the opportunity to put, because it's just PVC t- tubing. Sure. <clears throat> I'm, I'm just I'm thinking labor. Yeah. The labor to put it in throughout the house. If it was retrofit and you weren't, like, cutting wall, you, and then you got to cut and fish tubes oh. totally understand not doing that yeah if it's a new build i don't know might not be that bad yeah i don't know i just i, don't like, I, I got the dyson with the yeah, super long cord we got a dyson do what you got to do uh, it's i think it's a cool concept i think there must be a reason though that, that it didn't like catch on and everybody's yeah, it's got not one super popular you know not like every house doesn't have its central vac system yeah you know so there's the, the the cost of installation or like the maintenance or something yeah. there's got to be something there that is detracted from everybody like the body. nastiness inside like the tubing that goes to the main vac like you can't oh, yeah. clean that shit yeah well if it's smooth pvc it's probably less yeah you know but even look at look at well, i mean it's a powerful vacuum it should be but you look at like hvac systems you know, like the the all your ductwork gets fucking gross. Yeah, man. We just had our ducts cleaned a couple of years ago for the first time, and it was disgusting. Who did your ductwork? Um, Pace. Pace Gary was Pace. it pretty spensy? Was it spensy? Was it pretty spensy? Uh, no, it wasn't it was terrible. Expensive. It was. Don't quote me. Six eight hundred bucks oh. for the whole house, that ain't bad. including the dryer. And our house is fucked up. Our dryer run is, I think, like eighteen to twenty feet. Holy shit! Yeah, it's it's literally how like do you get a good exhaust? House. I don't think we do. In fact, Sam just told me the other night that the dryer wasn't drying as well. So I gotta go find a freaking shop vac and try and clean it out. Yeah, they got those uh, brush thingies. You seen yeah. those? Yeah. But like, I feel like a lot of times with those. You put it in the in the tube, and it just pushes everything down to the end. Yeah, you know, and then and then you got a wad of shit piled up at the end, and then how do you get that out of the end? Yeah, I last time when we first moved in, I took a card piece of cardboard to the exhaust, and I cut like an X in the middle, and then I stuck a shop vac to try and get the tightest oh sure fit kind of around it. And out it, I I think I got a bunch of shit because all you could hear is a <laughs> <laughs> well, that's nice. Yeah. So, but the, and then and I know when we had our ducks cleaned, um, the gal's like, "Yeah, I got two like big bags of shit just from your dryer." I'm like, "Oh, cool. That's not a fire hazard at all." Yeah, it's. I got to I want to do it to my house. I'm just afraid it's going to be like three grand or something. Yeah. You, well, you got. Yeah, you have a lot bigger house than I, I have do. A big house for sure. But it's like uh, I'm. And your multiple it, levels, you know, I'm one level. So yeah. it's like there's just a single run. Yeah, I'm it sure. It was under a grand. I'm sure it'll be like two or three grand from my place, but yeah. I, I, I'd i like to get it done because, like, I don't know when the duct, it was built in 1901. There was no ductwork. Yeah. So it was all retrofitted. But I don't know when, you know, was it the 40s? Mm-hmm. You know, when did they get it all done? But uh, every room, 
almost every single room has a duct going to it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh my God, it's 3,400 square feet. Yeah. You know, so you said yours was like 1,100? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, four times the cost of yours, maybe. Right. You know, so it's like, uh, um, but I just can't imagine what's in there. Cause so we've got our vents are like, they're not new style that are like along the wall and elevated a little bit. They're just flat on the floor. Mm -hmm. How much shit falls into those things? Yeah. You know, it's like we got one in the kitchen. Oh, all kinds of shit falls in there. Like the dogs will put a treat on the floor and it'll like, I'll, I'll roll a treat to them. And, and like, I'm not paying attention to just toss it to him on the floor <laughs> and it just rolls right over and clink right yeah. down into the vent. And the dog looks at me like, motherfucker, you just threw my, what am yeah. I supposed, you know, so there's, I got to give him another one, but now there's a treat down there. There's gotta be, there's probably a whole bag of treats worth of dog treats in that fucking vent. Yeah. When they, they pulled out like construction material from mm. our vents. I bet they did. Yeah. I bet they did. Cause a, a lot of times when they're building houses, shit falls into those oh, yeah. vents. That should be. That should be like it should be right right when you build a new house. As soon as everything's done, yep, it should com- be be completely cleaned out. Yep, include yeah, vents should be part of the clean out. It should process be. before someone. Oh uh, yeah, home builders out there listening, that should be and it's totally billable. Yep, and it's important, but it should be something that should be done. And and I get like people are in a hurry to move into their house, but if if you were like okay, this is an essential part of the clean out, it should be. Yep. Because you don't because all the sheetrock does. I mean, people, you know, a quality builder is going to take the time. They're going to walk around and I you've seen them, they put painters tape on all these little imperfections yeah. to do touch-ups. It should just be natural that in the little you're going to vacuum the carpets, you're going to do a once over on the floors, have the ducts cleaned. Yep. That should be done. That's 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 a that's a pride. Well, I don't know if it's a pride thing cuz there's prideful home builders out there but it's just it's a detail it's a that detail gets thing. missed yeah i think it is a detail that gets missed and i don't know maybe we're talking on our ass maybe they do that or some builders do some i don't might. know i've never heard of it either have i yeah and to and to hear like with your house and you you know granted was your house a spec house i think so yeah so spec houses are like thrown up quick you know so maybe that's the see i'm i don't know for sure that the, the two houses both my neighbors were built purpose built. Okay. Which makes me think that my house wasn't a spec house. It was purpose built. But then I know there's other houses in there that were spec houses. So then I was like, okay, maybe ours is a spec house. Well, yeah, you just have to look back, find the builder yeah. to, to find out. And it's probably not really an essential thing now, but no, it doesn't matter. In, yeah. Interestingly enough, uh, them ducks should be cleaned. Yeah. So um, if you're a custom home, if you're a home builder, yeah. Custom or not, do you have the vents cleaned out? Well, prior and, to, and it's an additional cost. Yeah, you know, but I think as we can see in the housing market today, you know, if you're getting a loan for three hundred fifty thousand dollars, four hundred fifty thousand dollars to build a house, if you add an extra thousand dollars, yeah, two thousand to three thousand to get it cleaned out, like it's not going to make a dent in your payment. No, you know and. Here's the funny thing, though, when it comes to building houses, that's the line, right? That's the line. They're like, well, if you want to do this upgrade, it's only an extra couple thousand and you're not going to notice it in your final payment, right? How many upgrades does it like oh, yeah, it then you get, get sold <laughs> um, with the verbiage of you're not going to notice it? But like if you get 15 upgrades, yeah. you're going to notice it, right? You know, 
it's um it's a crazy time right now with the houses it's super crazy right now yeah i i that we talked about a little bit before where it's like oh inflation's like oh well i don't know if it's gonna be real or not it feels pretty fucking real so it's up this year so far it's up like four and a half or five percent so far yeah the housing is up six yep cars are up seven yeah it's fucking wild and it's like oh don't worry it's gonna it's gonna level off it's it you know i I it has to at some point it does so then the question is is it temporary temporary or not oh the prices are they're not going to go back to where they were no and so you can't define temporary so then the question is is the height of it temporary so like i said from i think this year so far through the end of may it's the total inflation rate is five percent because i think may was like the highest it's ever been in less like since since uh i read it i read i don't know like, what was it the great yeah depression? It was like the the 20s or 30s or something yeah, like that yeah. it's like it was like 0.6 percent just in may alone yeah yeah it was and fucking over crazy. yeah and then like i said it's been like four and a half or five percent for the whole year so far mm-hmm. already so um we had uh, uh we had somebody from new orleans looking yeah. at our house yeah yeah right? i didn't know if you want to talk about that but i was going to ask no it's fine so um Last year we were looking at different houses and uh, we just, I had this weird fucking thing on my credit score that was holding my credit back. So we weren't able to get a loan last year to get a house. So we're in the same house. And, uh, um, but we just kind of decided, eh, we're in our house. It's great. We're going to do what we got to do. Stay in it and and make the best we got. Mm -hmm. Um, This year we were not even interested in trying to get into the market. Um, Our realtor from last year got a hold of us and she says, Hey, there's this couple that lives in New Orleans and they're interested in maybe buying your house. It's like, the fuck do they know about our house? What's not on the market? We haven't talked to anybody about it. And she said, well, I happen to mention that maybe you guys might be interested because they were looking for something that was, uh, I think is a lot of people are getting that close to that retirement age. They don't want to retire. So they want to look for like a small business kind of thing. And we oh. run, we run an Airbnb out right. of the house. Yep. So it's a great fit for them. They've got family in the area. They can move into this house. They've got a little business. that's going to keep them busy ish, you know, <clears throat> and then they can, uh, uh, Excuse me for clearing my throat, everybody, every 10 minutes right now. Um, about two weeks ago, I was a little under the weather with a cold, and it's like just a little scratch. Mm. Not not a scratch. It's like a um, tickle. Tickle. Eh, it's something. Anyway, I got to clear my throat now and then. So no, you're good. Apologize, everybody. Anyway, so um, the uh, uh, they flew up here from New Orleans to look at the house, and they brought their whole family from this area to look at the house. And they went through the whole house. They loved it to death. You know, like all these things. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. And the guy's like, well, we're pretty interested. I think, you know, we're going to make this happen. It's like, oh, fuck. Are we interested? Now Are we really interested? Right, exactly. That was the big question. It was like, because it wasn't something we, we looked for. Right. And it was like, you know, well, if we could get the right amount for it, well, I guess maybe we'd be interested. So then they came up and they're like, oh, I think we're going to make this happen. It's like, oh. Well, that means we got to do something. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at houses all over, and it's like we we didn't put offers on anything because we hadn't solidified anything with this couple. But we we're just looking right. to see what's out there. The deal was we weren't going to have to move until like October to give us some time to to find a place, and then to give them time to get their shit settled sure. down in New Orleans. Um, but every house we looked at was sold before we could even look at it. Yeah, it's like. With a $30,000 above asking price offer. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's fucking crazy. And it's just like, it's, um, we, we went and we went to this open house, um, and we just saw it on like a sign on the street, right? 
went to this open house and it was a little ranch that maybe two years ago would have gone for like 120 and it's like 190 yeah right and uh and we walk in and there's these other couples that are walking through the house and they're like they eye you up it's like because you're competition Mm. and it's and like it's always been kind of competition at an open house but it's always been kind of understated it is so not understated (laughs) it's just like this this guy was walking through and i looked at him and i was i wasn't gonna buy this house but i wanted to like kind of fuck around and keep it light and i go i'll arm wrestle you for the house (laughs) and this guy's like ha ha (laughs) <laughs> that was it he was not having it man and is 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 significant it's like she looks at him she looks at me and she's just like hello worried look on her face <laughs> and, it, and it was just like i'm fucking around i'm smiling right yeah. but they're not this is serious man it's supposed to be fun i know it's how's buying and selling houses is one of the most fucking stressful things yeah because you got to move and and all the shit and then all the paperwork and and the interest rates and the payments and how it all works and now you gotta it's a competition try to find a house it's uh i'm i'm really glad that we didn't sell the house right now because it's like there's just so much stress involved so nothing came over so what happened was those the the couple from new orleans um we didn't hear from for like like a weekend we we sent our realtor a message like hey are they still interested and they're like yeah they're still interested and like um two or three weeks went by without hearing from him. Mm. And uh, uh, so we sent another message out and I guess the lady was having some health issues that made it so they couldn't move. Oh, so then they, there was, uh, <clears throat> you're so, not going to have to worry about it. Yeah. You're clearing your throat because you can hear it in my voice. That's what I think anyway, in my head. No, it's morning. So I clear my throat all the time in the morning. Oh, and actually funny. My both boys, but not Sam and I had colds like two weeks ago too. Really? Over yeah, over Memorial Weekend. So over Memorial Weekend, um, yeah, Sam and I just cared for our two boys who were both like, like legit cold. They had fevers and everything. Yeah, I was it, sick. Yeah, it was so it was a pretty down weekend for us. Yeah, it was it was for me too. So that's crazy with the house thing. I think when Sam and I were looking at a house, did I ever tell you about when how we bought our house? No. So I don't think so. So we were looking at all these houses, and we found this one our current house and just looking like pictures don't do houses justice at all. That's so, why you need a badass house photographer when you're true your house. True. Super important. I might know one for you. Yeah. 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 Give me their card after the podcast here. I'll tell you where she lives. Okay. <laughs> uh, so Sam looked at the picture. She goes, nah, not our house. Like, Let's just look at it because we were, we're looking at all these other houses and they're not our house. Mm-hmm. Like we looked in a house that had a fucking sinkhole in the garage. What? Yeah, dude. We walked in and there's a, like the garage is like collapsing the floors and she goes, yeah, there's a sinkhole. I'm like, okay. And and we're on a tight budget anyways. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, we're not going to fix how, that. How the fuck do you, you can't sell a house with a sinkhole. Yeah. It, it was going cheap. It was in our budget. As for is. Sure. As is. Yeah. Yeah. In our budget for sure. But we're like, yeah, I'm not going to dabble in this. And we looked at houses that were. You know, someone must have bought thinking they're going to fix up and they were half fixed up. It's like, mm, nah. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we find our current house and it's foreclosed. It's it's owned by HUD. Yeah. It's a HUD home. And uh, it was just, yep, this is our house. We love it. And so HUD was asking like some ridiculous number. 
they're asking the appraised value of the house, even though it was a foreclosed, owned by the government. And it, been, it, it was in shitty shape. And when it was you got in it. shitty shape. It was ripped to fuck. Like, we, we needed to spend 25, 30 grand just to fix it up. Yeah. Just to get it back to appraised value. And we're like, fuck, can't pay that much. So we, our realtor's like, it's owned by the government. All you can do is see what they say. So we lowballed them like super low, knowing that we had to yeah. put in uh, this. Oh, and in the meantime, we went to our bank. And this this was the stressful part. We went to our bank. We showed her the pictures of the house. We told her about it. She knew the process. And we we're like, okay, yeah, 5% down purchase price, blah, 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 conventional 30-year loan. Awesome. So, so we're, we looked at the house. We lowballed them. What was stressful about that? Nothing yet. Oh, okay. T- TBD. Just hold on. Gotcha. Hold with me. I was I was trying to work that out. All right. Um, <clears throat> so we lowballed them in the house. Realtor goes, yeah, they came back at like 168. I'm like, fuck that. Nope. Mm-hmm. So we're like, well, we'll keep looking. Like a week and a half later, she calls and she goes, they took your offer. They came back and they said, they'll take your offer. Like, Wait, what? She goes, yeah, you have 48 hours to sign the papers though. I'm like, okay, let me call the bank and verify called the bank and our fucking bank she goes oh this is that uh foreclosed house right i'm like yeah she goes yeah so you need a construction loan because it's not livable and uh, that's 15 percent down i'm like what holy fuck and, and you gotta figure it out in 48 hours and i got 48 hours to figure it out so we had to, we had 48 hours to find like 12 grand and i'm like uh so we're we're in panic mode so this is that's yeah, where the stress no came shit. in um so had to do a little something some stuff there to find that money found it don't worry we got it and yeah. then, we, then we bought the house but it was wow. just a crazy experience where it was like yeah nope. and then suddenly they said yeah we'll take it you have 48 hours and then we had to come up with all this money that we didn't think we had jesus is there's just a lot of pressure around houses it's like you know and now here's the here's the real fucked up part okay so this is kind of the difference in the way we live now compared to the way we live 40 50 years ago when you bought a house before, you took your time, mm-hmm. you went through the house, you picked the house, or you built the house, or whatever, right? Um, same with the car, or whatever. Now, you're everybody's in such a uh, panic crunch for time to even have the opportunity yeah. to buy a house. It's like, people are buying houses sight unseen. Yeah, it's insane. How, how do you... This is where you're going to live for how long, right? Yeah. Or, or is the, or is the new way of doing things that you just know I'm probably going to live here for five years? You know, is that what it is? I mean, Maybe. because it's um, it's not a long term thing for you. That's still just crazy, though. Yeah, it's how many? It's rare. Like I'll I'll meet clients um that I have through my landscaping company, and they're like, oh yeah, we've been in this house for 25 years. It's like, wow, mm-hmm. 25 years in the same house. It's like, that's when real estate becomes the investment. Oh, absolutely. Right? Because it's like, we've been in it for 25 years. Either it's paid off or it's pretty fucking close to being paid off. And so, it's gone up in value. And it's gone up in value. And and now you're looking at not having a house payment, not mm-hmm. having a, uh, what's that, um, prime mortgage interest? PMI. PMI. Yep. Not having the PMI. Um, all that that goes involved with this house for tw- that you've had for 25 years. That's when it becomes the investment. Like how, how many things do we buy nowadays that we keep for 25 years? Yeah. Like 
has the the um the equity in the things we buy like i the, the mindset is still there that we buy things for the for the investment we're investing into something like a car or a house but are we really anymore how well, many you're not people investing in a car well cars I, go down in value well i understand but like it used to be you'd buy a, a half ton chevy pickup truck and you would drive it you pay it off and you keep driving it yeah you know how many people still do that how many people buy a buy a new vehicle and drive it till the payments are gone and now they don't have a payment but they still got a good truck they're mm-hmm. driving around and they drive it around for 20 years you know it doesn't happen no because you know modern vehicles aren't meant to last 20 years but that's a different story but yeah no i understand what you're saying for and sure people don't want one to last or, 20 years because there's a new model every fucking year yeah or you know you you have a fucking cell phone payment that you're paying off your cell phone mm. every month. And as soon as two years are up and you don't have a payment on it anymore, you upgrade yeah. to a new cell phone. You remember not having a cell phone payment? Yeah. You know, fucking Nokia or a, or a, a Motorola Razor. Those bitches were awesome. And, and, and once it's paid off, there's no payment other yep. than your bill. My fucking cell phone bill because of the phone payments is astronomical. Yeah. like It's, the, like, it's like 35 bucks a month extra just for that payment. Oh, fuck. It's... it's per phone yeah yeah it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a maddening thing to me that that um we our society has changed so much that we don't ever plan on having anything for very long yeah you know it's like you buy a tv it's like well you know i got the 50 incher but you know maybe next year i'll get the 60 and it's like you're already thinking about upgrading a tv that you just bought you haven't even enjoyed it yeah it's like it's um uh we're built on this constant outgo of cash. Mm-hmm. And now that everything's more expensive, it's it's that much more money that's going out. Now, granted, you look around, people are getting paid well right now, like new jobs, which is an interesting thing that makes me think about. So look at Quick Trip, for example. They're starting at like 15 to $16 an hour with a yep. $500 sign-on bonus. Plus $3 for third shift. Yeah, plus $3 for third shift. What about them poor motherfuckers that started eleven dollars an hour and they're still only making fourteen? Yeah, you know. But the new guy who comes in who doesn't know shit makes fifteen or sixteen plus an extra five hundred bucks in their pocket. It's for as a company that's got to be so hard. Well, and I, I uh, yeah, I don't know Quick Trip as a company. From everyone I've talked to, they're a good. They're a good company. I'm just using I, them as an example. Yeah. So I would yeah. like to assume in in that case, maybe everyone else, there's some equ- equitable, you know, management processes that they, well, everybody they've had, been increased quickly. Everybody would been, have to get a raise yeah, to match yeah. their skill level well, compared to what the new people are making. I can tell you, like, that's just where we're at right now. Like, we can't be competitive right now. For wages. For wages. Yeah. And so if we are going to be competitive, it's going to have to shift, like, an entire organizational scale for us. Yeah. So that's it's a it's a serious problem with uh such a rapid increase in wages. Yeah. You know, so I know like one of the uh like it's funny we talked about this on the on the the backup pod that we played last week about Bernie mm. and his fifteen dollars an hour. So I know part of his plan was like go from seven fifty to 10 yeah 10 to 12 12 to 14 14 to 15 or however you know in in increments over a period of 10 years or five years or whatever that would allow companies 
employers to slowly increase employees' wages and balance it out through pricing and, and whatever yeah. they've got to do. But when when all of a sudden you can't hire somebody for less than $14, $15 an hour anywhere, Yep. and you used to be hiring people for 10 to 11 now all of a sudden you start paying 14 15 that means everybody that you've got now that's making 14 15 they've got to make 17 18 yep so you're talking about an extra say you got five employees and everybody's going to make an extra $3 an hour in one year mm-hmm. so you're talking an extra $15 an hour you're going to pay in wages so that means somewhere you've got to make that up yeah you're, that's an extra 30 grand a year Right, so then your prices are going up, you know, or or your service fees or whatever. Yeah, you got to figure out a way, or maybe you don't offer the benefits that you used to offer to to new hires or whatever. But See, I don't think you can. I don't think you can grandfather people in on the bennies. So if you take benefits away, then the job is less appealing, anyways. Right. Yeah, and there's an argument out there that oh well. New employees don't need to be, you know, why do you need to raise them up beyond what, or current employees? Yeah. Like, why do you need to raise them up? Can't you just make sure that everyone's the same? They don't need to be making them an extra. It's like, how shitty would that feel as an employee? I I don't even know how that's an argument. I don't either. I've heard it though. Yeah. I, I, I hear that. I'm just saying, it's like, I don't even know how that's an argument because here's the thing. You want to retain employees. Yeah. The first thing you're going to do if you do something like that is lose your tenured employees. Absolutely. And those fuckers are the ones you have to keep because they know what's up. Yeah. You know, so everybody's got to be making some more money. Yeah. You got it's it's in whatever scale the organization is, it has to work up. Right. Yeah. At least to the people making 15 right now or something like that right. like if you're making one hundred and forty thousand dollars as a as a ceo of a company or something like that then okay no that's not enough for a ceo these days but you know what i mean like yeah. that then the the move up scale from the 12 dollar an hour to 15 dollar an hour person like it's less important for that person right but if you're in that range or if it you know it certainly if, affects if you. you're making if you're making 15 and all of a sudden and you've been there for three years yeah and then and then a, then the new guy makes 15 you better be making 17 or 18 yeah, yeah. you know you got to you got to have a, a difference to because you're taking on more responsibility if you're mm-hmm. doing the same exact job like say you're a dishwasher and you and you've been there for 3 years uh, you're still going to know more so you got to be paid for the knowledge mm-hmm. you know and the time you've had in um and maybe that gets played out in some kind of seniority or whatever. Yeah, like and like you, shift preference and and like, like if you've gotten you know three raises over the course of two or three years, and now you're at fifteen, and someone new comes on at fifteen, you should still like retroactively. There should be a, a there yeah. should be a bump based yeah. on the fact that yeah you've been there and you for sure those yeah it's crazy. Um, it's a uh, uh, Connor. My son, he's got a buddy that works for a big construction company, a local guy, local outfit, um, local in Wisconsin, not local Baraboo. And he just got a raise, um, and he's making like $35 an hour, and he's only been there for, I don't know, a couple years. Sure. And it's like, shit like that makes me like, hmm. I can make $35 an hour working for a construction company that's got benefits and all that shit that goes with it. Yeah, dude. It's like, 
man, that would like makes a guy who owns a company go, hmm, is it worth it? Yeah. All the, is all the stress worth it? I mean, it is for me. I love what I do. And I, and I love, I get to make my own hours. And all this. I'm not really questioning it, but it, it in my mind, there's a question. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's a valuable question. Because if you look at $35 an hour plus benefits, you're looking at $40, $45 an hour. Mm-hmm. And these guys, like, um, I guess their raises go up in increments of 2 to $3 an hour until they hit like 43 Nice. So at $43 an hour, then your raises don't go up in higher increments. But at $43,000 an hour or $43 an hour, that's a, that's a, that's a fantastic salary. Yeah, you're almost making 90 grand a year. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's incredible. Yeah. You know, now, plus, plus bennies. Plus bennies. Well, I, I think right now it's so crazy. Like, I don't even think there's, would be worry to be laid off. Well, I, I shouldn't yeah. say, I think the worry to be laid off right now in like a construction field would be ability to get supplies. So I have a friend who does um, steel buildings. He well, or he's a welder on steel. Yeah. And he hasn't been laid off since I've known him. He's never been laid off. They've always been busy enough. But right now there's a concern. He's like, we only have enough steel for the next three weeks. Mm. If we don't get more, he goes, I could go on. I might have to get laid off because they just don't have the stuff. They have the work, right. but they don't have the supplies to do it. Mm-hmm. Interesting. There's the, the whole supply chain thing has been an interesting thing to me because it seems to like go in in uh, um in waves and different goods like all of a sudden we're low like we're having a hard time getting steel mm-hmm. then we can't get chips for cars and then we can't get tires and then we can't get bananas <laughs> <laughs> it's like what the fuck like how does this happen is is it the trucking industry is it distribution is our issues there is it is it on the production line? Is it raw materials? Like there's so many pieces to the supply chain. Right. Like where is it? Where's the bottleneck happening to where is it um, that that's like not getting it to the, to the store shelves or is it on the end of the supply chain that we're just purchasing so sure. much shit right now that we can't keep, can't up. keep up. Yeah. That we just can't keep up and you can't keep up because there's a labor shortage, yeah. you, you know? So it's like, it it's so tricky that like well and then if you're if you're a big manufacturer like you don't want to build like a new plant you don't want to commit to building a new plant over the next two years to increase your production because you're assuming that things are going to go back down like why would you waste a hundred million dollars on a new plant if it's not going to get utilized in a couple years yeah that's a tricky that's a tricky situation because it's like if the production's there now, I guess it would just it would depend on the condition of your current plant. Like if your current plant True. can't manage the, the what you need to put out, and and like but if it could until COVID, like if you were doing fine production wise and you kept up with everything, and just over the last year between shutting down and then or now increased demand, like someone's got to get paid a lot of money to know this shit. If it's worth building to try and increase your production, your output. Yeah. But how can you really know, you know, cause here's, here's the thing. If, if COVID showed us anything is that we don't know shit. True. So it's like, it's like the fucking economy could still keep rolling hot for the next 10 years or a fucking asteroid could hit us and we'd be toast, mm-hmm. you know, or, or another bug comes out. Oh, 
or everybody that's gotten the vaccine turns into a fucking zombie. <laughs> this is I am and legend. This is it. <clears throat> this is over. Here's so here's an interesting thing. I am I, I've been thinking about this because I was reading about it the other day. So now, um, the, with this G seven summit that's happening right now in Europe, that's the the, the big mm-hmm. seven countries. They're all committing to purchasing a certain amount of vaccines and distributing them to third world countries where they can't get them. Where when the coronavirus, came, like you look at what happened in India and Brazil, where they didn't have the vaccines, like <clears throat> hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people died. Like fucking, there are so many kids out there without fucking parents in India right now mm. because their parents died from COVID. It's fucking scary, right? Um, it's a humanitarian crisis. And so these super wealthy countries are like, okay, we're going to buy vaccines and donate them to these less wealthy countries so they can be vaccinated so millions of people don't die. If, if there's a weird biological element to this vaccine that we don't know about yet because it's a fucking brand new vaccine and <laughs> we really don't know that something happens to everybody that takes this vaccine and, and, not only is everybody in these wealthy countries taking it, but the what, the countries that aren't wealthy, if they're all that now they're taking it, we we get what? How catastrophic would that be? That all of a sudden everybody in, the, in that's taken vaccine, so let's say fifty percent of the world's population gets the vaccine, which is a lot. Mm-hmm. Like that's a high number. Right now, I think we're at what the world's population. It's it's a small number. I think of the world of yeah. the world gets this vaccine and all of a sudden everybody gets heart disease or something that takes a vaccine. You could, you could lose half the world's population to heart disease in a matter of 20 years. What would that be like? I mean, could you imagine being the person that discovers it, discovers the, 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 um, the, the 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 fucked up part of the vaccine that messes with people's bodies is like oh shit like how Oops. would that guy feel or gal feel being the person that has to announce to the world sorry that this vaccine could very well shorten your life by 30 years could you oh fucking imagine that it's I don't know why I imagined it, I but know. I was thinking about it. I've been watching some zombie movies lately. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably what it is. And, um, and yeah, it's, a, a, it's kind of a trip because we're pushing this vaccine so hard. And I get it. I took the vaccine. I'm vaccinated. Yep. So it's like. Me too. It's, but at the same time, there's a real, I mean, not real. It's a hypothetical possibility that, that. Um, I don't know where I read. It. I read some little, some little blip on my news feed, and it was like, um, vaccine company. Maybe it's Pfizer. Was like Pfizer acknowledges that um, that vaccinated people have a higher probability of something. I don't remember what it was. It didn't sound serious, but it was something. And it's like, well, all of a sudden, fifty percent of the population has a higher probability yeah. of this something. And it's like, if this something is serious, ten years from now, it's like. Huh, fuck. Yeah. yeah I, so <sighs> Sam and I were just talking like if they make it available or to like young children, Sam really, Sam said, Sam was like, I would have Lincoln vaccinated if he, he was available. He's three. I don't know if I would. 
I'm, I pushed back against it. I'm like, Ugh. well, that's the thing, right? I think, I think the key is, is that, and, and I don't know, I could be a fucking moron, but I think the younger people have the highest probability with a healthy immune system to survive yeah, the coronavirus. Was- and then, and then they've got it in their genes and DNA, so then they can pass it on to their kids, yeah. right? But with the Spanish flu, it took the young people, mm-hmm. you know? And so it's like, you just, it's such a, it's like, a controversial position. Thus far, on a statistical level, this is pure statistical level, like it just hasn't impacted young kids. No, it's 70 plus. 70 plus is the highest impacted yeah. group. Yeah, I want to say, and I don't remember, maybe I shouldn't even guess. It was less than like 500 deaths of young kids. Oh, I'm sure. I bet. I, I want to uh, say yeah. it was even less than 300. It was, yeah. Like last time I heard it was like 280 or something like that. In mm-hmm. all of the deaths that are recorded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In, for the and so virus. it's just like on, again, statistics. I'm not saying those deaths weren't important, but statistically, like it's just not dangerous well and and those deaths that were recorded a how many people had pre-existing conditions of those kids and b how much access did those kids have to modern medicine right so we as privileged people and living in the western world that has a uh um a wealthy economy wealthy country where that we have the medicine and the means to help the, the 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 risk is much lower mm-hmm. you know i mean even even for older people you know i think that i think the reason so many people died early is because we just didn't know what the fuck was going on no you know i think that's why like so many of the deaths that came from the coronavirus were the early ones because we didn't know what to do like when they were intubating people with the respirator machines and they found out those were actually killing people yeah you know so it's like we stopped doing that you know, and so the infection rate went really high, but the deaths stayed pretty low once we figured out how not, how people could, sure, to sure, keep people sure. alive with the coronavirus. Um, and then, uh, but in other countries, they don't have that technology, even though they know that, like, like in India, there were, there were people pleading just for oxygen. I saw these pictures of these, these young dudes, right? These huge fucking oxygen tanks. I mean, they're taller than they are. Steel oxygen tanks. And they're walking around with empty oxygen tanks on their shoulders, going to hospital to hospital to hospital or these oxygen refilling stations, carrying them to take them home to their family so their person, their family with coronavirus can breathe. Mm. And it's like, could you imagine carrying a giant steel oxygen tank in the heat across the city? To get it filled and then carry it back, that's backbreaking labor, a, eh? and it's just like, what does that do to a person having to carry that and all these things, and and then, then it runs out, or you're watching the dial, you know. Yeah. Imagine being your grandma's sick, and you got this auction taken. It's the one you got. It's the only one you got, and you know there's no more in the whole city, and you're watching the fucking meter go down. It's green. It's yellow. It's red. It's empty what now yeah you know it's like so many um in the in third world countries and people in rural india they're so far from hospitals they don't have cars they can't get there um if they could if they if there was a hospital nearby and then the hospitals are out of oxygen and 
and they get sick, it's almost like uh it's like a death sentence. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It's like it's like when people got the plague. It's like, oh, well, this is it. There's nothing we can do. We, uh, in this day and age, how do we even like, how is that even real? You know, I don't, I don't mean to get yeah, all heavy no, there, but it's yeah, like, it's, it's just, it's, um, so that's why we're sending the vaccines yep. to the other countries. I get it. I know why it's just, so <clears throat> went to the, uh, the Dell's drive-in theater when my okay. daughter was here in town and it was one of the things that we did when she was a kid. So she's only in town for like four days. So I said, I said, Hey, the quiet place too is playing at the Dell's drive-in theater. It's like, Oh, we want to watch. It's like, Oh, that'd be so much fun. Well, it's Memorial day weekend. It's cold as fuck. Mm. It got down like 27. Yeah, it was, you chilly. know, it was cold. So, um, we, we park and we're, um, we're at the, at, with the drive-in and we got our, our, our chairs out and our blankets over us and everything. Cause we turned the truck around backwards. Cause the, the um, my two, <clears throat> my son and his friend were there and then um it was my wife and my daughter and myself so there were five of us right i think there yeah there were five of us i'm i got too many kids to figure out how many <laughs> <laughs> there were five of us there so we watched the quiet place too and it started to get pretty cold right um so we watched that and drive-in theaters i don't know if you, anybody who's listening who's never been to drive-in theater it's fun it's it's like it's a pretty good time. It's a nice it's a fun experience. Um, I would say this: if you want to sit, I like sitting outside. Um, but then you got you listen through your car radio, okay, right? <clears throat> so then uh, your car battery drains down while you're listening, right? So then you got to start your car to charge your battery halfway through the movie, and then like your headlights come on, and then. You're fucking up the movie for everybody else because your headlights are on. It's always kind of a tricky thing. So I realize just bring it. Um, I've got a Milwaukee job site yeah, radio. Yep. I should have just brought that. It would have been so much easier to listen to the audio from the movie without having to listen over the sound of the truck engine, mm. you know, and all those things. I think because we don't like sitting in the car. Right. Because there's too many of us. Hey, from the back seat, you can't see the screen really. But so... It's a fun experience in the Dells. Is I don't know any any other drive-in theaters anywhere near us other than the Dells. Do you? No. Yeah. Um, so we we usually show up early, bring a frisbee and a football, toss the stuff around, you know, and we have fun, hang out, bring a little picnic because you can bring in as much food as you want. Um, and it's relatively cheap. I think it's like seven dollars a head or something. Mm. Um, and uh, so, but it's always a double feature. Okay. And you can't start until it gets dark. Right. Right. So, the first movie started at like nine thirty, and it was Quiet Place Two. Thankfully, a shorter movie, okay. which nowadays is kind of rare. Good flick. The second movie was World War Z. Mm. I love World War Z. It's like my favorite zombie movie. You ever seen it with Brad Pitt? Mm, I don't think so. So I am uh, like, good. Maybe I did. Maybe maybe once. I don't remember it though. I Am Legend used to be my favorite zombie movie. Yeah. Now World War Z is my favorite zombie movie. And, okay. And there's something about it. It's just it's a really great story. And it's a lot of action and shit. Um, but the zombies are really, like, it's just really well done. Um, but it's a long movie. And so my daughter and my wife are like, we want to leave. So we took two vehicles just in case somebody wanted to leave. And it was getting fucking cold. Yeah. So they left. So then... 
my boys and I, we just flipped the truck around and and then we watched through the through the truck with the sure. heat on. And it was a lot easier to like, you know, stay warm. So they leave like partway through the movie? Oh no, they we finished the first movie. Okay. We watched The Quiet Place too. And then at the intermission between the first movie and second movie, they bailed. They bailed. But it was like, I don't know, still like eleven o'clock. Yeah, dude. You know, so we didn't get out of there till like one a.m. Yeah, that's the thing with driving movies is it's like if you're gonna watch the double feature, you gotta commit. You, you gotta commit. And so my boys still wanted to watch the second one. It's like, well, we're here. Yeah. I'll watch it with you. Yeah. You guys want to hang? We'll hang. But so do people leave like halfway? through? Oh yeah, a lot. Of, I'd say probably thirty to forty percent of the cars left after the first movie. And then, but do cars leave during the second movie? Not so. It's pretty fucking rude. Yeah, that's what to I was leave in say. the middle of the movie because you got headlights on and you're blinding people and shit and you're and just messing with people's movie. You yeah. know, so it's kind of like I, there were maybe one or two okay. that snuck out, but they did that thing where they just put their like their running lights oh, on, but no headlights. Lights, yeah. yeah, and then they kind of snaked their way out through the cars to get okay. out. Um, but it was it was very rare. Yeah, yeah, because it's fucking rude. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. It's like standing up in the middle of a movie in front of people, like you know, you gotta go to the bathroom, the theater, and you're in the front. Yeah, and you're like stand there, and you're like really slow walking out, and you're like, uh, don't do that to people. (laughs) It's 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 kind of neat though because there's two movies going at the same time, so there's two screens. Okay, so half the half the driving is the cars are pointed one direction, watching one screen, and half the driving the cars are pointed in the other direction, watching the other screen. And each screen has its own radio station that you tune oh, into okay. to listen to sure. the music. And then there's a concession stand in the middle. Bathrooms. Sure. They make cheeseburgers and nachos and all that shit. So you didn't have to bring food if you don't want to. <clears throat> but um, we always load up. Yeah. Like, fuck. So is a double feature always like a new movie and then like an older one? Usually. Yeah. Usually it's like the, the one of the new movies. So the other, the other screen was Cruella and Raya the Dragon. So that oh. was actually two newer movies. Okay. Um, but then this one was Quiet Place in World War Z. And I don't know. I know it's expensive to play a movie. Yeah, because like, they got to, like, buy the rights to it. Or yeah, it's, I know it's really expensive. Um, but And I think they run it for, I don't know how many weekends they run the same movie for. Okay. But uh, it's, um, the drive-in, I think, is open Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And, um. It's just it's kind of like going back in time a little bit because yeah. it's all original. Like it's a it's like the the little gatehouse that you drive up to to give the lady your money. And they only take cash, okay. no no credit, no check, all that stuff. You know, gotta let Uncle Sam keep his, <laughs> keep his gritty little mitts off of their cash. Um, and then uh, they're legit business. Don't worry. Oh yeah, they're hundred percent legit. They yeah. claim it all. I I think that like only. I don't know how many legit businesses are actually in the Dells because they, the, like the Dells, especially the old world Dells, it comes from a different land, man. True. You know, that's like the Dells is all like the home of like mobsters and shit used to come to the Dells. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, that's, that's where people went to launder money. And I think that happens a lot there still. So as a landscaper, do, do a lot of people pay you cash or check? <clears throat> I'm not going to answer that question. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Um, like you, you don't, you don't process credit cards. Do I do. You? Oh, you do. Yeah. So, um, I use QuickBooks. Yeah. And it's like all my invoicing is online. There's a credit card option. Oh, okay. So, um, I don't like it 
because the credit card companies hit me with a pretty sizable fee. Yeah, like three and a half percent. Yeah. So um, what happens is, is like I usually leave the credit card option off mm. and then I'll send an invoice out. And if somebody wants to pay the credit card, then I have to add the fee to the invoice. Sure, sure. And then I send it, resend it to them for a credit card, which most people are fine with. Um, yeah, I think most people understand that. Yeah. But I mean, the, the whole cash thing, it's tricky, right? Because there's there's two different mindsets of people that I have as clients. There's like clients that are like a little bit younger and it's like everything is just credit card or bank, yeah. whatever, check, <clears throat> not even checks. They don't, they don't even think about cash because cash is like, I don't know, people don't think about cash no, that much it's, anymore. It's frankly becoming obsolete. It really is. And so the idea, but like I have older clients and like, hey, yeah, like, what's, what's your cash price? Yeah. It's like my cash price is the same price as my regular price. Right. Because you know? you're legitimate. <laughs> because this is how I run my business. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I get offered, sometimes I get offered cash if yeah. I, you know, and I, I know people in the industry or similar industries that, that take cash, mm. but it's like, it's one of those things where you don't want to get caught, you know, because if you, let's say, let's say I did start taking cash right when I opened my company. Um, and then, and then, uh, 10 years from now, somehow I get caught and audited. It's like they're going to go back through 10 years of bank statements sure. and everything, and they're going to say, oh, well, here's a, here's some some money that showed up into your personal account for however much it is. Where'd that come from? And it's like, oh, well, that was a gift from my parents because it was we're buying a house something. Can you prove that? You know, yeah, you know, yeah, it's tricky. So I I just would rather not. No, it's easier. Well, it's a legitimate way of doing it. Frankly, you're not evading the IRS or the tax man. Well, and and, yeah, here's the fuck part though. You just read that thing about all the, all the billionaires that don't pay taxes. I, again, I saw a headline. I didn't read it. Oh my God. I mean, and here's the thing. Everybody knew it, right? Everybody knows that, that the super wealthy don't pay shit for taxes. It's not, it's not an uncommon knowledge thing, but it was a list of however, like, I don't know, the top 50 making people in the United States and how much money they paid in taxes. And it's like Bezos. In 2017, he didn't pay a fucking dime in federal taxes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wait a minute. 2017, billions of dollars he made, not a dime in federal taxes. It's like, what the fuck? It's like, how is it that you... Kyle Crosby in 2017. Were you here yet? You were here. Yeah. Yeah. Making whatever you're making. You you pay more federal taxes than a guy who raked in billions of dollars. Yeah. And so what they said that they do, and I didn't know this part, which is interesting. They take loans on their future earnings and their stocks, and they live off of the loans, as, and that's how they make it. Uh, um, where they don't have to pay taxes. Mm. So they're not actually taking money from the company. They're, they're taking, taking a loan. loan from a bank based on, like, let's say they have, you know, a billion dollars in, in Amazon stock. They're taking a loan from a bank as and using that as collateral to buy their house in Switzerland. Mm. You know, so it's like, Yes, they get to buy a house in Switzerland and they get to have maids and butlers and 
fucking fancy cars and as as much cash as they could ever dream of because they've got this collateral worth a billion dollars and a bank's like okay well we can put a lien on that that's easy you know yeah but that collateral can go down to zero sure but the, it won't it won't that. <clears throat> so that's how they get away with always showing the loss huh and and it's like that's that's a that's an elite club of people they that can do that yeah very few you know 50 or whatever it is that was on this list and and so i it i have mixed feelings on it so it's legal and so if we don't want to happen don't make that legal so i don't think they're doing anything unethical just like i wait 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 wait. there's a big difference between unethical and, and illegal okay so okay as you in a smaller scale i do everything i can come tax season to pay the least amount of taxes possible yeah i i I understand as a even as a super wealthy person why you would do everything possible to pay the least amount of taxes possible but at the same time i also know that the top one percent in the united states make up 40 percent of all collected taxes that is a stat. Okay. The top ten percent pay something like ninety eight percent of all taxes. Mm. That I we need fucking. I need look Bill. it up, Bill. We need Bill. something because <clears throat> that's a stat that I, I wanna, read. I want to read. I want to see that. Okay. Over. But anyways, so I, I I go back and forth. Like, do I think that's kind of shitty? Sure, but I understand why they're gonna do it. I absolutely like again because even on a smaller scale. You and me are going to do absolutely everything we can to pay the least amount of taxes as possible. Okay. So here's the thing. This is, this is, and this is where I'm at with it. Let's say Kyle Crosby, let's just say you make $45,000 a year. Yeah. Okay. Make $45,000 a year. You're supporting yourself, your wife, your two kids. You're buying a house. You're paying your car payment. And you have to run a pretty fucking tight ship budget wise to to make your $45,000 a year, make it throughout your whole year, and still give you enough money, maybe, for a vacation. Maybe. You don't take vacations. I know it's been a long time you told yeah. me. So if all of a sudden you're making $450,000 a year and you don't have to worry about money at all ever and your house is paid for and your cars are paid for and 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 you don't, there's no worries at all about the about where you where you're going to sleep, what you're going to eat, taking care of your kids' education, medical, all that's covered. No problems, no questions asked. It's done. Okay. There should be. This is the humanitarian in me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> We're humans, and there are people that are fucking suffering, making thirty five thousand dollars, forty five thousand dollars a year we're paying more in taxes than I am making $450,000 a year. And it's like, I have way fucking more than I would ever need. Are they, oh. are, are you talking like actual dollars? Or are you ta- talking percentage? I'm talking about, well, I guess both. Okay. It's, 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 it's kind of like, say at $45,000 a year, you're paying 15% of your out income in taxes. Yeah. 
and you're working hard yeah. to get it down to as low as you possibly can. At $450,000 a year, I'm paying 11% of my income in taxes. It's more in dollars than you're paying, but I'm only paying 11% instead of 15%. See, but you're not paying 11%. You're paying like 20 to 25%. If I'm paying $0 in federal income tax, that's 0%. Well, that would be 0%. So, so, uh, I, so it, in those, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think we're mixing up a general like 450 to million plus dollars someone and these elite jeff bezos and people okay so maybe it's 450,000 maybe it's maybe it should be they're they're making 150 million dollars a year yeah okay so you're making 150 million dollars a year and you're paying 0% of federal income tax at $45,000 a year you're paying 15% of your federal income tax yeah. that is fucked up i and and it legal as it may be yeah, yeah, Legal yeah. as it may be, there is no reason why somebody who has the 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 best health care, the best education, the best nutrition, the best houses, the best safety, the best everything anybody could ever ask for, and they've got it a hundred times over. There's no reason that that person that has all of that should not be paying the same amount percentage. As, as the person is making 45,000. Yeah. There's no they reason be paying for that. more in a percent. So I think I'm not wording my stance correctly here. And I apologize. When I say I don't see what's wrong with it. I'm not saying that I'm, I'm I meant that on a legal standpoint, like, and I get the standpoint of even if you are the super wealthy doing whatever to pay the least amount of taxes, I get that. Do I think they should pay taxes? Yes. And so my stance is simply that this article came out and they did it like once every couple of years. So all you need to do is just make it so that they can't do that. So I don't think they did anything wrong by working a system. I just think the system then should just not allow that to happen. Right. The yeah, system's yeah, yeah. fucked. Yes. Yeah. So, and the system is created by super wealthy people yeah. or people who benefit from super yeah. wealthy people. So it's, I, and I understand what you're saying on a legal standpoint. People are going to do whatever they can to pay the least amount in. But I think there's a point where they do it just because they can, not because they need to. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's like, then I think if you're doing it because you can, so you can have an extra fucking yacht or you can take that seventh trip to the cayman islands or whatever then it's like there's that's where the ethical moral well what if you're doing it because you can and because you don't have faith that money paid into the federal government is going to be used how you think it should be used well then in in that situation Is that person actually taking that extra money and using it the way they think it should be used? I have no idea. See, that's that's the other part. It's like, because that's a good point. I understand where, you know, like so just like I'm not mandating someone to, like, do I think they should? Yes, but I'm not expecting Jeff Bezos to donate X percent of his salary to charities either. Right. Like, do I think he should? Yeah. No different than I think, fuck, 
didn't Biden's taxes come out and they combined him and his wife made like a million dollars last year and they donated like, I don't even remember, it was some astronomically small percent of their income to charity too. Like, that's fine. How much did they pay in taxes? I don't remember. It, But so my point being like the, the people who say, oh, the wealthy need to pay more in taxes are the wealthy people and they're at the same time, they're not like willingly paying more in taxes. Right. It should be a level playing field is all I'm saying. I don't yeah. e- I don't even know. Like if you're paying 15% at $45,000 a year, then someone at $150 million a year, they should at least pay 15%. Yeah, should- I, I don't even know if it needs to be 20 or 30 or 50 or whatever. It just needs to be a level playing field. Yeah. If and someone think- works their fucking ass off their whole yeah. life to create a wealth that that they've earned, or even if they fucking inherited it, whatever, as long as it's level playing field. Yeah. If you have $150 million a year that gains you the access to really great legal counsel yeah. or whatever to, to, to give you an edge up on the people making $45,000 a year, that's fucked. Yeah. That's so, seriously fucked. Again, I think... I think we're closer on this. We are. Than we are. Well, then, yeah, I hear then that. This is coming across, and, and I apologize. I just think the system is so messed up and convoluted that there's so many workarounds because all of the sh- people are just fucking paid off. Yeah. Like, you want to talk simple, just do a flat rate. That uh, that, that that would be as easy as it gets. Yeah. And also, you know? I looked up that stat. The top 10% pay a total of 71%. Okay. So... so so the the rest the, the lower ninety pay thirty percent basically, yeah. 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 So yeah, and you think about that, and and so I think about this. It's like okay, so that thirty percent, let's just take one of my employees, makes twenty dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. You know, they're paying a a sizable chunk of their twenty dollars an hour into taxes, and they're doing TurboTax or H and R Block, or maybe they've got an accountant to try to, to save as much as they possibly can. But their options are so limited yeah. on, on ways to, to keep as much of the money they make as they can. They're so limited. Like, you have to have $150 million to be able to find all the, to build new businesses and create new streams of income to lose money to gain more money. You know? Yeah. It's, it's so complicated, and the more you have, the easier it is yeah, and so to I, hold on yeah. to it. So and I think, yeah, the problem is really just the complicated and... Yeah, it's, all, it's it, scary. It's scary for people, and it's, it's far more scary for people tax time who make $45,000 a year mm-hmm. than it is for people who make $150 million a year. Oh, for sure. You know, it's just... And it's not... Like, well, that goes back to... to to, to we were having the conversation with like that ppp money and like owing or being audited by the IRS oh, yeah yeah and how someone who makes less you know 50 grand takes something like that super serious yet there's these people who just ripped off 14 million dollars from the federal government and eh, see ya not a yeah, problem i just or oh i don't know where that money went eh, my bad yeah it's 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 a it's a weird thing man it's it's a it's weird and and that goes back to like like what you said. If you don't choose, if you're not happy with how the government's spending your taxes, you know, should you have a choice on where the government spends your taxes? You yeah. know, and it's like you do in who you vote for, but we know how that gets all fucked up. So I don't know. Long- I, yeah, it's I don't even know how the fuck we got down 
this right. I know. Oh, I, I saw something cool the other day. Yeah. Um, so I do, do you do Reddit? No. Okay. I, I download the Reddit app kind of as like, a uh, because I don't have Facebook app. I don't have Instagram. I don't have TikTok and all that shit. Um, the thing I liked about the Reddit app, a, I look up, like I'm, I follow the wall street Reddit kind of streams. Um, also you can, I tailor it to like feed me good news and fun shit and happy stuff. Right. Okay. So these, uh, <clears throat> these people, and it's a Reddit stream, but it's like, it's based on these people who do these TikTok videos. Um, which I guess goes to show like if I had TikTok, I could find these videos too. But, um, these people went around asking random people. They just walk up and say, Hey, I'm filming this for a documentary. I want to, can I ask you a question? Some people said yes. Some people said no. And the question was, are you happy? So like walk up to a random person on the street, just say, are you happy? And, um, and then they'd say, so I'm gonna do this for you. Okay. Kyle, are you happy? Yeah. Why? Got a pretty awesome job. Got an awesome family. I'm hanging out with you right now in this specific moment in time. Okay. If you had one message to give to the whole world, what would it be? Oh, fuck. Hmm. Be happy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. No, no, that's cool. So it was interesting that these people that um, weren't expecting the question and, and it's, um, it was just so fucking inspirational, man. Sure. Because it's like, it was everybody from a college professor to a dude working at KFC, smoking a cigarette in the back of his pickup truck on his, on his, on his smoke break. Was he happy? He was. Yeah, man. Yeah. He's, he's happy. Living. And he's like, it's like his, his answer was something like, um, well, he's like, got a roof over my head. I got food in my belly. He's like, I'm a pretty simple guy. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's all I really need. I'm pretty happy. And they're like, well, what, what, what's your message to the whole world? And he's like, man, just start caring about each other. He sure. goes, he's just like, like, look at the person across from you and just realize that like, you know, everybody's the same. Yeah. You know? And so Ike Lamon, are you happy? Yeah, I'm fucking happy. I'm happy. I have uh, um, I have things in my life that cause me stress, but on the whole, fuck, I got great kids, I got a great relationship, I I got a beautiful home over home to live in, I've got a great company that I really care about, I got fucking awesome clients I get to see every day and I get to chat with, I got awesome friends I get to sit down and talk to you, I get to sit here with you for however many hours we sit here, <laughs> and I miss you, and it's awesome back here right now. Um, I just on a whole, yeah, like I feel very fulfilled. Now, there are times when I get into the mental trap. For sure. Where it's like, oh, I could do this. I wish I had that. But overall, yeah, man, I'm fucking happy. I'm a happy dude. What would your message be? Mm. It's funny. As many of those videos I watched and I asked you a question I never thought about. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what my message to the world be? I guess my message to the world would be that that we're all like every single person on this planet wants the same thing. Yeah. 
Like we all want and need truly the same things. And, and if we could recognize that in one another, we should. That's my message. We all want the same thing. So try to recognize that in one another into our sisters and brothers of the world that if we can recognize that in one another, it wipes away all of the things that divide us. We all really just need the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's it. Yeah. 100%. So you said um, when you, that one guy in the video said, just be kind to each other. I'm think I'm sitting here thinking in the, the conversation we just had about tax rates is a great example. I'm a poor communicator in the sense of putting words <laughs> out of my mouth that make sense. Yeah, right. I'm not a good storyteller. But we, we had a conversation that was non-judgmental. We both said our parts. And again, I think we're a lot closer in something yeah. than maybe it sounded. And you and if people can just approach conversations with people who have different views with some grace and openness and non-judgmentalness, I don't know if that's a word or not, but I think it is. You just made it up. I think, I think it, everyone will realize really quick that we're a lot similar. Everyone is a lot similar to each other than different. Yeah. And it's not so bad of a fucking place. It's really not. It's, there's one guy just to your point. So we're like, you know, we're all similar. He goes, he goes, here's the thing. He goes, all the different colored people, he goes, that's a trick that God played on us. He goes, he, he gives us all these different colored people so we can look different and we can test each other. Ooh, this guy's this and this guy's this and this guy's brown and white and yellow and yellow and green and all these different colors. He goes, it's just a trick by God to see if he can divide us. He goes, but, but God knows in our hearts we're all the same. Mm. And it was like, that's interesting. It's, it's like it's a different culture. He was a guy from, mm-hmm. I don't know, he's like, it was a. Uh, it looked like uh, maybe like a, a city in Africa, it was dirt streets, and and um, it was uh, uh, I don't know. He was driving a little motorcycle, um, but his message was like, I just really I think it's interesting how people can put a different spin on why things are the way they are, but he was like, it's like it's just a test. Like every day, it's a test to see if you can look past what people look like. You know, it's like, are you, are you living from your heart? Are you living through your eyes and your brain? You know, and if you're living through your heart, what people look like, that you don't even see the color. Yeah. You know, you don't see the color of somebody's skin. You don't see that they look different, tall, short, fat, skinny, whatever. It's like, if your heart is looking at their heart, that's different. You know, it's like, and in order to look at somebody's heart, you have to get past the physical and you got to hear what they say, listen to how they feel, feel what they feel, you know? And it's like, it's so, it's so hard to do when, especially in a world where everything is visual. Yeah. You know, reminds me of that Dr. Seuss book about the sneeches. Have I ever talked about that on here? No, it's, um, it's a book I used to read to my kids and I, I really like it. And it's called, it's something, it's, I think it's called the Sneetches, and it's, and it's like this Dr. Seuss character and they're kind of shaped like a pear, right? And in this, in the land that they live in, um, there's a, a star belly Sneetch 
which has got a star on their belly, and then there's one that doesn't have a star on their belly. And so the star belly sneeches, they're like the shit, right? They're, they, they look down upon the ones that don't have stars. And uh, um, they're like, they have elite clubs, and they're happier, and they do all the fun stuff. And the ones that don't have stars, it's like Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. They don't get mm. to play the games. They get kicked out. They can't do anything fun. They got to stay away from all the cool spots because they're not part of the elite group. And uh, um, so they're sad, you know, and they're, and they feel left out and they're depressed and they, you know, they don't live this full life. Um, and then this fucking dude shows up to town, right? And he, and he shows up and he's got a machine that for, I don't know, it just shows these wads of cash. Let's say it's a, a hundred bucks. He'll put a star in your belly. So these, these non-star belly sneeches would go into the machine and then, um, they pay a hundred bucks and they come out with a star and they're like fucking happy as shit. They're walking around and they're mixing with the ones with the stars. And all of a sudden the ones with the stars are like, wait a minute, are you one of us or not? <laughs> and so then, and so then the ones with stars got all pissed off, right? Cause now everybody's got stars. So the dude with the machines like, Hey, come over here for 150 bucks. I'll take the star off. Like, oh, fuck, yeah, then we can be our elite group again. So they all went through and got their stars taken off for 150 bucks. And this, this dude's pile of cash is getting bigger, right? And so then now they're, now they're different again. And the ones without the stars, now they're the shit because they were the shit before. Now the ones with the stars are like, fuck, we wanted to be part of the club, and now we're part of the club, but, they're, but the, we're not part of the club anymore. So the dude's like, hey, I can take them stars off. So then they go through, and then and then you just see this guy cycling people in yeah. and out of this machine, adding and taking away stars from their bellies, until it, until it gets to a point where he's got all the money. They're all broke as fuck, right? They don't have any money left, but they can't even remember if they started with the star or they didn't. So now everybody's the same, and this guy walks away with all the cash, but now everybody's happy. It's 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 like. <laughs> It's kind of like, I think, it, I mean, obviously, I think it was an homage to our system yeah. of like haves and haves nots. And like these big companies keep feeding us shit to tell us we're the ones with the haves until we're broke to try to be part of the cool kid group. But then we don't have any money to like do anything else, you know? So then it's always one up and each other, the guy in the block with the new Ford truck or whatever, until it's like, until we all have the same shit. And we just realized that, like, it doesn't matter what we yeah. have, you know. It was it was one of my favorites. I used to read to my kids. Nice. Yeah, have to find it. Yeah, it's a good one. It's a good one. Um, you know, he's there's like so many good stories from back in the day that were like I I understand like some of them were based on some fucked up shit, but like it they told it like it had a good moral, a good yeah. point. Yeah, yeah, I you agree, know, hundred percent. Yeah, I'm not a, into it though. Yeah. So, what kind of what's your favorite stories to read your kids? Um. Well, he reads Brown Bear every night. Okay. Which is like, it's just a rend. You just say the animal, what do you see? And then he says an animal and then just moves down a line. And it's really. Yeah. yeah. It's a basic. Basic. Yeah. yeah basic. Uh, he's really getting into like superheroes. Okay. So we've got like some five minute reads. And so he'll read about Spider-Man facing off against some lizard dude and he likes those kind of things mm -hmm. and so sam has all these old um oh what are they the gold foil 
side ones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. What is that book? I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so Sam had a bunch of them. And so lately, and he's read them before, but I haven't read him to read them to him. So I'm like, oh, I've never read this book. And then he'll be like, oh, yeah, either have I. And so we'll just like discover a new book together, even mm-hmm. though he's read it probably 10 times. Yeah. So we're kind of all over whatever we have. It's um, reading books to kids is uh, a it's super important. I think. Yeah, I agree. And and it's like the bond that gets built at that during those times and um, and the the like the message and how you read it is uh, I think that's how like I got to be the kind of the storyteller guy that I mm, am sure is because <clears throat> I used to, I mean, it, part of it's in me, I think, but also like when I was in high school, I volunteered, I like one of my classes, I would go read kids to, to read the kids in the elementary library. I just loved it. Okay. There's just something about, um, like taking, it's like you t- get to take them on a little trip in their imagination to a whole different world. And if you really get into it and you tell the story really well and you create that feeling for them, you, I can see it in their faces. Yeah. And they change and then they get excited or they get sad. And it's like, it's such a special thing to be able to do for a kid, to help them grow their imagination. Yeah. You know, to, to flex that muscle in the biggest way possible. And, um, and so that was... As a father, um, A, because I, I worked a lot during the day, my, like the highlight of my day so often was me sitting down with my kids when I put them to bed at night and reading them stories and yeah. telling them stories. Yeah. It's like the greatest fucking thing in the world. Yeah, Sam and I were just talking about this too. It was, It's a weird balance because in the moment sometimes you get frustrated. You're like, Dude, it's eight forty five, nine o'clock at night. We've been reading stories for an hour and a half. Yeah. You need to go to bed. And then I was we were in, in bed. I'm like, you know what? It's not gonna last forever. Let's who cares? I wanna be part of it right now. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's um you wanna be like the good dad, you want him to get sleep. You know, because you don't want to be an asshole in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> All that shit that goes with it. So there is a fine line. And you do have to cut it off at some point. But, and 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 also, if you cut it off at a point, it makes them, leaves them wanting more. Yeah. Right? But uh, it's, um, yeah, it's a special time. It's, yeah. It's so like, I told you, Lincoln will tell stories or make up stories. So I can tell you one of his stories he made up. In fact, we made this into a his own little book and i typed it up on a computer and i printed it and he colored the pages oh that's awesome so you're ready for this ready. this is going to give you in the inside of a mind of a three-year-old bring it all right here you go listeners set, set the set the tone this is called the lost little dinosaur mm. okay it's pretty yeah. intense there was a little dinosaur t-rex and he was lost in the woods and he was scared and alone and hungry now i'm going to add i should full this transparency i'm going to Add a few words here compared to Lincoln's version. <laughs> You're going to pump it up yeah. a little. He was lost and alone in the woods. And as he was walking through the woods, hungry and alone, he heard a... And he looked behind him and a lion jumped out of a tree and said, Hey, what are you doing in my woods? And the little dinosaur said, I'm lost and I'm hungry. 
So the lion thought about it and says, okay, what are you hungry for? The lion said, or, and the dinosaur said, chicken nuggets. He goes, okay, let's go find some. So they started walking together and becoming friends. And as they were walking, they heard a, and swinging down from a tree branch was a monkey. He says, hey, lion, who's your friend? He goes, oh, this is my new friend, little dinosaur. He goes, hi, little dinosaur. I'm monkey. And dinosaur said, do you have any chicken nuggets? He goes, nope, just a banana. And dinosaur said, no, thank you. So the monkey ran away. <laughs> and as he kept walking, they heard a, and they opened a door. And I don't know why there's a door in the woods, but they opened a door and there's a mama elephant and a baby elephant and a daddy elephant. And they asked them for chicken nuggets and said, no, but they pointed with their trunks and they said, but there's some that way. So then they had to walk through the scary swamp and they heard a chomp, chomp, snap, snap. And they looked down and there was not only an alligator, but also a shark. <laughs> and they started arguing, but the alligator finally said, okay, there's a house over there. There's chicken nuggets in that house. So the lion and the T-Rex or the dinosaur went to the house. They looked in the window and there's a guy. And just as they looked in the window, he was putting chicken nuggets in the oven. So the T-Rex said, I know what to do. So he snuck up behind the guy and he goes, Rawr! And the guy turned around, not scared, and says, you're not scary. Here's a little T-Rex. So the lion jumped out and goes, <laughs> The guy goes, ah! And he runs out of the house. And then they eat his chicken nuggets. <laughs> that was all from him? Yeah. Holy shit. That's a good story, bro. You're a good storyteller. That's like Lincoln's it. story. Good job, Lincoln. Way to go, buddy. Your story will go down in infamy. <laughs> Episode 20. Lincoln Stewart. The Little right T-Rex. Yeah, Lost Little Dinosaur or whatever. Yeah, that's going to have to be the title. Lost Little Dinosaur, episode 20. Yeah. The story is morphed. When he tells it now, the monkey will start throwing bananas instead of just mm. running away. But it's gotcha. okay. it, it gets added to. Well, that's that's the point. So. The story's never static. Yeah. So it's got to change a little bit. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, man. So that's what we do. You know, the, you recorded that one you were telling me about yeah. earlier. Um, and I don't know, I'm sure I've mentioned this on this podcast, but there's an app called StoryCore. Yeah. You yeah. Can, yeah. I think that, that, that recordings of those, that's like the new home video or whatever, you know, um, I, something about a recording, if it's just audio, I think we take so many pictures and so many videos now with our phones that if it's a recording, it's more intentional, mm. you know, it's like, it's just so easy to hit record or take a picture, da, 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 da. But I, I think I think there's something about recording that's more intentional, um, and then listening to a recording, you have to be really engaged. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's like it's like you have to be able to envision what's happening in the recording. You know, I imagine it's kind of like what it used to be like when people get a new LP. They're really into music. They're trying to envision the band, what like playing the music and what it means and all sure. that. Um, I don't know, maybe not. I might be full of shit on that. But uh maybe a little. Maybe a little. That's okay. It's like I'm I was a stretch. Yeah. I I, <laughs> I, I stretch sometimes cuz I don't know. I didn't I never envisioned a band I, I, like I went MTV. Um but uh uh it's yeah, it's still it just brings you back to the point where you got to use your imagination. You got to see the people having the conversation like right now. People listening to us. This is interesting because um cuz as you like to mention, we don't have video. Right. So um, your brother-in-law was saying how he feels like he, he knows me even though he doesn't know me. Sure. Right? 
you said somebody thought I would have like long hair and, and whatever. I don't know who it was. You mentioned somebody said that you thought like uh, you, when they saw me. Oh, maybe like, Chris or something. Maybe Chris. Like he thought I would, I look different. I would look different. Um, I bet it was Chris. Yeah. Um, where it's like to sit and listen, you have to envision what somebody's saying. You know, when you were telling your story, I was walking through the woods with a little dinosaur <laughs> and, and, and then, and then the tiger and it's like, was the tiger a yellow tiger or was it a white tiger? Was it a panther? What was it? You know, it's like the audio part still requires imagination. You know, I think, which is really special, like it, for keeping memories and it's like, uh, and, and maybe like the more audio people record because podcasts are getting super popular right now. It'll get a little diluted, but on a personal level, there's something about like, um, when, if I've got a photo album on my phone and there's 2000 photos in there, I can flip through them. But after a while, they just kind of blend, yeah, 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 meld together. But if I'm listening to one of my kids in the, in a in a video or just an audio, I have to really pay attention. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just a different it's a different feeling. Um, and I guess like home movies are kind of like that, like the old home movies because they're you didn't have a lot of them. You know, so it's like you pop in the VHS and you go down memory lane, Christmas right, 1981 right. or whatever. Um, it reminded me. <clears throat> I had, a, I had a recording of my son, Dylan, when he was like three. And uh, I was in the kitchen cooking food. And then um, I, heard, I heard my guitar strumming. I used to own a guitar. I didn't learn how to play it, but I had it. <laughs> I wanted to learn. I just didn't get there. But I heard the strumming of this guitar, and I heard him singing. I'm like, what the hell? So I'm listening. So I quick grabbed my little iPod Nano. And I hit record and I brought it into the living room and he's sitting on the couch and he's three. So he's just a little tiny guy and he's got this big acoustic like folk guitar. So Mm -hmm. it's the really big ones. And he's sitting there and he goes, want me to play you a song? And I'm like, yeah, buddy. What are you going to play? He's like, um, probably the dog on a roof. I'm like, okay, let's hear it. So he starts strumming. He goes, the dog's on the woof. <laughs> oh, the dog's on the woof. <laughs> and then the, and he goes, that's about it. <laughs> but it was like, it's one of my favorite videos. Yeah. You know, it's like nothing beats that. Yeah. You know, um, man, having kids is fucking awesome. It is. Yeah. I don't know if I need another one. No, no. But it is awesome. <laughs> yeah when you were young and i may have asked this before but did you ever think like i'm gonna have three kids yep yeah yeah three was the number was it yeah same for sam oh really yeah okay we both thought we'd have three kids like even before you met each other yeah okay see i never thought about it ever no no when i was when i was young it's like i never thought and I guess maybe it's just the way my mind works. Like I never like made a conscious thought like, oh yeah, I'm going to have three kids, you know, and then, you know, they're going to be named, whatever, mm. you know, it was never one of my conscious thoughts. It was like, I just knew that like, I like reading stories to kids and I got along with kids well and all that. Yeah. But it was like, um, it was never like, 
I guess maybe growing up because of the way I grew up and, and there was a difficult time in my life when I was young where it was like, I didn't even know if like even a partner was going to be ever oh, in my sure. future just because I was <clears throat> extremely overweight and, and very like rejected by the opposite sex for a very long sure, time. So sure. it was like one of those things where it's like, ah, oh, it's probably never going to happen anyway. So maybe I just didn't think about it because of that. Yeah. Like I didn't go into details like names and stuff like that, but I just always thought, oh yeah, three kids. Now, granted, I'm in a family with three kids. I'm one of three kids, mm-hmm. so it's kind of the norm. Oh, sure. Um, now, Sam's a, Sam only has one sibling, a brother. And so, I don't know. She's always said three kids, and I don't know if that's because she only had one sibling, and obviously it's a brother, and so maybe the, she was always wishing she had a sister. Like, I'm not 100% sure on why she always thought three. Now, I will say, after Lincoln was born, my oldest... I was really hesitant to even have a second child. Yeah. And then you guys I, went through a lot. Though. Yeah. And then now after Wes, I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah. I think Sam wants a third child. Does she? Yeah. You would know, right? Like, do you get the hints or? Yeah. She's just been explicit. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to say, I think. <laughs> well, she goes, I, I want, I, well, no, because she says she thinks. Oh, okay. So I think I want a third child, but not right now. I'm like, yeah just pretty happy yeah well that's that's the thing right it's like i think that when you have kids and you get a a couple kids it's like one of the things that went through my mind was like if i have more kids then it's gonna dilute my time Mm. more with my kids i have um but also adds more it's like another playmate for them yeah, it's another yeah. sibling another person to love another person to bring into the world to share our love um and uh so it was like it was always one of those fence kind of things until i got to my third kid after kirsten was born so he, this would happen so i had connor and bailey and kirsten so i had two boys and a girl and mm-hmm. all i all i really wanted like once you know once my ex and I decided, my kids' mom and I decided that um, we wanted to have kids. It was like I wanted to at least have a one boy and one girl. Yeah. You know, like that's what I knew I wanted. And we had two boys and one girl. And I was like, boom, done. See ya. Done. Let's go to the doctor. Get it figured <laughs> out. We talked about that. I know. It's like then I knew it was for sure. Sure. Like I was dead set positive. Now, I mean, Dylan came and I, and, and it's awesome. It's like he he was like the light of my life when, um you know, and, and he is. It's like they're all fucking awesome kids. So I would never want to change my mind. But I I did know at that moment I knew I was ready. Yeah. Yeah, there was no question for me after three. Yeah. At two, I still wanted a girl, you know. Yeah. See, I wouldn't mind a girl daughter at all. Or I wouldn't mind a girl. girl. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a daughter at all. Um. But uh, I just don't think that's how it would go anyways. Oh, you just think your confidence all going to be shooting boys, huh? Yeah. Why do you feel that? I just think we're a boy family. You're just, your your masculinity is running through the veins. That's so powerful. No, just <laughs> no I just, you can't freaking know that stuff. And I just had a hunch that, oh yeah, it'll be another boy, which would be awesome. But we don't, I just... Two is a handful for but us. But what if it's a girl? Yeah, I don't know. 
No. I'm no? Good. I'm good. Okay. I will, I'm happy. I, I'm going to tell you this. I don't feel like I'm missing anything right now. Having having boys and then having a daughter, it's um, it's a it's a totally different relationship. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's very special. I'm not trying to steer you into having more kids. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, actually, Sam paid me. No, nope. talk to you. Yeah, this, this is getting <laughs> cut out, so Sam can't hear it. Um, it it is like, it's a different relationship, and it's and it's like um, it's a different connection. It's a different conversations you have. It's mm-hmm. um, it's like first time you went to a daddy daughter dance. It do was they like still do daddy daughter dances. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was well, I think so. Like I haven't been to one in a little while. Yeah. My daughter's almost eighteen, but it's like, um, okay. So I, we had a little graduation party for my daughter, and there's this photo we've got framed on the wall. And it's me dancing with her when she's like three. Okay. Right. And I've got her up in my arms and she's wearing this little white dress and we're swinging around. And it's like, it's her and I's favorite picture of, of, of us together ever. And we've got a lot of pictures of us together. And it's just like, it's just such a different feeling. Like with, with the boys when they were little, it's like trucks and raw and playing Mm -hmm. in the dirt and wrestling and all those things. And it's like, it's just a, it's a different feeling and it's, um, it's super special. It's mm. super special. So I can say it's like, it's, uh, uh, without having a, a bank of words here, they're locked somewhere in my brain to describe it really well. It's just, it's a very, very special connection that it's, it's very different than the boys. And I, I highly appreciate it. Now it's also a whole different level of anxiety. Yeah. You know, like when she gets old enough to like, go on a date what she thinks is a date or she gets a boyfriend or whatever. It's like, fuck, I got to think <laughs> about that. And it's like when she was, <clears throat> she lives in Seattle now, but when she was living here, it was like, Oh, there's a boy that wants to take you out. Hmm. Not until he meets me first. <laughs> We're going to have a conversation. She's like, do not embarrass me. I'm like, it's fine. I'll just be sitting here cleaning my gun. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and, and it's, um, there's a little, there's like, there's a little something about that that's kind of fun. Yeah. You know, but it's also, to me, it was very important. You know, it was very important for me to meet them because I wanted them to meet me and hopefully make them a little nervous, you know, yep. just a little. And I have to like make it terrible, but I want them to think about it, you know. And um, I wonder if like that still happens as much. I think so. I think if you're a dad, like, like I said, I think you want to have, I, I think you want to do that. Yeah. For the playfulness, but also just, yeah. Well, the legitimacy of it. Kids have more power today though. Yeah. They do this. Like they have a little more pull. I, I, I bet it's harder to get like, I think the young, the young guys, they have a little less respect, a little less um, reverence for that parental, mm. that father figure. Like, I think there's a little more like whatever, you know, because it's like, the 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 parental impact isn't as high today on teenagers as it used to be sure you know i think there's so much their lives are much more independent and there's a lot more that they do in their lives that are like in that gray area that that like is is the in between between what you talk to your folks about and not you know where it used to be like 
that gray area was like sneaking out at night yeah. and it happened once every once in a great while and you wouldn't have had this experience. But now with the phones and the internet and everything and it's in their room, they get experience a gray area all the time. Sure. sure you know, sure. so it's like, I think it's a little, I want to say it's probably a little different because I know like there was um like one kid I met that was going to take my daughter out on a date. I didn't like him. No, just right no, off the bat. Just right off it's the a no bat. Go. Well, and that's the thing. She was 16, I think. And it was like, um, you, there's a, there's a point where what you have to say doesn't go quite as far, mm-hmm. you know? And, uh, <clears throat> she, she still made him come over and he had to walk up and shake my hand and talk to him for a minute. But he was like, you could tell he didn't give a fuck. Oh, sure. That was the thing. I guess that first he had greasy hair, like he's all slicked back, and, he, and his cologne was so fucking thick. And it was like, oh, you know, like he's, I judged him. I yeah. judged him, you know. And it's like, um, and then he walks up, and he's like, yeah, whatever, you know, and shakes my hand. And it's just like, mm, I don't mm. like you. And you're not my favorite. Yeah. We were, we were just at Sam's parents. Maybe it was Memorial Weekend. No, the boys are sick. Um, week after that, I don't uh, remember. Last weekend, yeah. No, I don't. Fuck, I don't remember. Sometime last month, <laughs> and uh, Sam's mom was like, "Yeah, when you first met Dean and you shook his hand, I knew you were okay." Yeah. So, yeah, and, the, and uh, I went and talked to him, just me and him, before I asked Sam to marry me. Oh well, that's important. Yeah, I think that's awesome. You're, it's uh that's a very traditional mindset. Yeah, but it's, um, I mean. So here's the thing, I guess, uh, uh, maybe it's like, it's more like building a relationship with, with him because like, like I was saying before, a man's relationship with his daughter is very protector. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like you're watching over her. You want to make sure she's okay. And so you have to build a relationship with him for him to be like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah, like you're all right. I'll mm-hmm. give you the the pass. I think a lot of times, especially nowadays, um the relationship is built much more um time and it's been spent in the relationship and even with the family before they get to the point of the marriage point. Oh yeah. You know, than it was back in the day when that was more of a traditional thing to yeah. do. Well, like, yeah, I already had a relationship with with Dean, Sam's dad, and uh, like he went and said, "No, you don't have my blessing." But I just felt, I felt at the time it was important for, yeah, to go through that step. Yeah, I think it's it it is it's it, it's a uh, um, I like that. Yeah. I like that. It's um, yeah, traditional. It's, what are you gonna do? No, it's great. It's, I, I think everybody's got their own their own way of doing it. Um, one of these one of these boys that want was want to take my daughter out. He uh um he was like over the top. Like I told him I'm like, all right, so you wanna he they I don't know how long they'd known each other, but he wanted to take her out for Valentine's Day. Okay. Right? And and they hadn't known each other a long time yet. And uh so I said, Well that's fine, you wanna take her out for Valentine's Day, that's cool. But you and I we're gonna sit down and chat a little bit before you go out. And he's like, Okay, man, that's great. Awesome. So he shows up first. And he gives her like two dozen roses mm-hmm. and he gives her a card and then he gives her like a purse, like all these crazy mm-hmm. gifts, right? It was like, this guy's trying really hard. Yeah, it's too much. So then we go sit down and we're chatting and he's like, 
he wants to be friends with me on Facebook and maybe we can hang out sometime and just chill. And it's like, I don't want to chill with you. <laughs> You're I, getting the wrong idea. Yeah. Here, kid. Like, like I I'm, I'm understanding who you are before you go out with my daughter. Like, I want to know what kind of person you are and I want to feel your energy. Like I want to get like, do you know, do you have good energy or bad energy? When I shake your hand, like, do I, do I feel like I'm talking to someone who's respectful and, and, and cares mm-hmm. and is going to look out for my kid? Or do I feel like someone's going to try to take advantage of her? You know, like, what kind of person you are? It's like, I don't want to be your friend, you know? And it was, it was, it was like a weird thing because he really wanted to be my friend. Mm. And it was like, eh, no, I don't want to be friends with you. You know, it's like, I'm, I'm glad that you respect me and you appreciate me and you want to get to know me better. But right. Uh, it's not, I, yeah. Yeah. Not yet. No, you know that. Like, if you guys are together for five years, when we go fishing or something, you know, <laughs> it's like I'm not going to be your Facebook friend. It'll take me five years, but we might get there. Yeah, yeah. So it's um, it was. It's always it's it's an interesting experience. But the flip side of that is, if my son wanted to take a girl out, I wasn't like I got to meet her first, right? Which is, it's kind of sexist, I guess. You know, if you think about it. Did you talk to him at all about having a conversation with her dad? Um, no, no, not really. I will say, though, my my boys, like, if they had a girlfriend, I didn't hear about it. Mm. Like, they were, like, pretty discreet about it. Connor was like, when I found out he had a girlfriend, I had no idea, really, you know, until, like, when <laughs> fucking... He is such a punk when he has <laughs> his girlfriend. So we lived outside of town, so I had to go into town to pick him up for school or to take him to school and pick him up after school. And uh, it was always like I'd pick up the younger kids at the elementary and then drive up to the middle school to pick up Connor. And um, so we've all already been in the, car, in the car for a good half an hour. And I've okay. been in the car longer than that. To get to the point where we're waiting in line with all the other parents in the car. So for him to come out of the middle school because they get out later so we can leave. And it's like the traffic sucks up there by the by the high school, middle school, because there's so many people picking up their kids. And uh, um, I'm sitting there. And normally he walks out, comes up the hill, gets in the truck, and we leave. So I'm sitting there and he walks out, starts walking up the hill, sees me. And it walks right past me and goes all the way down to the bottom of the hill. I'm like, where the fuck is he going? We got to get out of here. Like, I don't want to sit here with all these cars and stuff for any longer than I have to. Or like, kids are, they want to get out of the truck. No. He walks down to the bottom of the hill. And all of a sudden, he stands next to this girl. And I'm like, who the fuck is that? And Bay's like, oh, that's his girlfriend. <laughs> I'm like, he's got a girlfriend? And he's like, yeah, he's got a girlfriend. So cool. And I'm like, what are you talking about? So cool. You're talking about you're in elementary school. That's so cool. So then Connor's sitting there and he's talking to his girlfriend and I see him like look over at me. Mm. And so he knows we're waiting. Yeah. Right. I'm like, motherfucker. I'm like, hmm. I'm just, it's just kind of simmering a little, you know? So then he gives her a little, little kiss before they leave. And it's like, oh, that's what's up. So then he comes and gets in the truck and he's like, he's a stud now. Yeah. Like he's, he's got this confidence and he gets in and his, and his brother thinks he's super cool. Right. And his little sister's grossed out. 
And Dylan's in the backseat. He doesn't care because he's really little. And I'm like, if you ever make me sit here and wait for you for 15 minutes again, you're going to walk your ass home. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> and he's like, he's like, well, whatever. <laughs> he is so fucking cool. He had to be so cool, man. It was hilarious. And he had like, it's funny because him and I'll even talk about it sometimes now. He had like this Justin Bieber hair. Oh, sure. And he's like, he's like, he was always, he'd tell me, even today he'll be like, oh yeah, it was the hair. <laughs> Jesus. And it's just like, yeah, it was, it's funny. It's funny to, to talk to your kids and look back at that stuff. But yeah, it was girlfriends and boyfriends. And yeah. Stuff is, the stuff that makes the day-to-day world go around. Yeah. It's common for you, buddy. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. Well, we won't hasten the day and we won't drag this on any longer. <laughs> uh, why don't we wrap up if you're good with that? Yeah, man, we can, we can wrap this up. All right. Well, thank you everyone for listening much love i think we're gonna do a little father's day pod next i think so i think so we're gonna and if we're not we'll edit that part out (laughs) yeah we'll just edit this out yeah no it's um i think the father's day pod will be fun what the hey it's our day we can do what we want so that's right fucking a all right love y'all all All right thanks everyone for listening until next time peace